351-351-351. All right, everybody, welcome to Cleveland Moto, episode number 351. That's uh, Windsor or Cleveland, if you're from here. Um, when you say 351, I say Cleveland. Yeah, and that's how you know you got power under the hood. Uh, one, of the, <laughs> one, of the, one of the best Ford motors ever created was the 351 Cleveland. Made in Cleveland. Not Not... Six miles from where we're standing or where we're sitting. So that's a, if you are a big fan of old cars, if you like Italian sports cars like the Di Tommaso Pantera, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that had a 351 Cleveland in it. So, you know, that motor ended, that motor found its way into a lot of awesome vehicles. So. One of the last uh, nice days last fall, I saw a beautiful red Di Tommaso Pantera yeah. in Mentor. Yeah, yeah. That's, I did not yeah. expect to see yeah. a mentor. Well, there are a number, which is kind of a really weird thing because that car, there's a lot of people in Cleveland that have it mm. out of this kind of uh, okay. sort of solidarity for that motor being in it. Because look, Ferrari, Lamborghini, they weren't using 351 Clevelands. No. But fucking Di Tommaso was. So God bless it's his. Like, you know what? And it held up. It's a good looking car. It's a great looking car. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, that's rad as hell. So uh, episode 351. That's mm-hmm. badass. Uh, today is today here in real time, but not for the listeners, is Veterans Day. Yes. So Veterans Day um, is uh, to to anybody out there that ate the giant shit sandwich. Uh, yay. Um, it, here's a tip. Don't tell a veteran. Thank you for your service. It has gotten weird. Uh, <laughs> as, as a veteran, I'll be happy to Phil, tell you. Phil, fuck you for your service. Exactly, <laughs> right. Because that's kind of the way most guys feel about it. Look, we were 17 or 18 when we signed up. It was that or jail or college we couldn't afford or something mm-hmm. else. Uh, maybe we had gotten the wrong girl pregnant. Whatever. <laughs> there were choices that were being made. And your choice is never, I want to go somewhere else and earn $3. Well, actually, when I was in, it was $1.68 an hour. Oh, when minimum wage was like three bucks an hour. Right. Yeah. The military is just free food and board though. That's Room exactly board, it. Yeah. If you want, <clears throat> if you want food that somebody else tells you, you can eat <laughs> and a bed that somebody else tells you, you can sleep on. And if you want to make that bed to somebody else's standards for the rest of your fucking career, you're like, Oh, it's three hots and a cot. That's great. Except for you have to keep that cot and eat those meals and clean. Like, Every time you eat food, it's out of a dish that you probably cleaned, right? <laughs> they had you at free crayons. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't in the Marine Corps. I was in the Army. Marines, they, they hooked the Marines in Uh-oh. with the free crayons. Yeah. Damn. But as a tanker, so that's my tank up there. So you guys that see, that's, uh, that's an M1A1 Army tank. Nice. Uh, that's, uh, that's what I was in charge of. I wasn't always a motorcycle and scooter enthusiast. Uh, that, little, uh, that little bad boy right there has got 1,500 herspers out of a general dynamics uh, turbine, diesel turbine engine that you can usually find in a helicopter. How many miles to feet does that get? It really does. So uh, <laughs> how many gallons to the mile? Yeah. So uh, that's the weird thing about military vehicles. You'd be like, dude, I'm a 1500 horsepower. That thing holds over 700 gallons of diesel. Jeez. And I would get, I would get replenished daily. So if you want to make 700 gallons of diesel disappear, that bad boy right there for 66 million U.S. dollars, U.S. taxpayer dollars, we can find a hole to throw 700 gallons of diesel in. Now, in a, yeah. in a pinch, in so a pinch, say you were stuck. Yeah. Could you use like fry oil? Well, work? you know, they, so the idea, and that's a fucking good question, actually, because military vehicles are multi-fuel. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea with an M1 tank is it is a multi-fuel vehicle. It will burn anything you put in it. Hmm. There is one caveat that I bet you only tankers know. Huh. 
you can't use the heater. Okay, because this doesn't have a heating system like your car where you've got a radiator and some hot water goes through a a separate, you know, radiator and they blow air through it and that makes the passengers inside nice and toasty. This doesn't have a radiator. This is a turbine. It's a helicopter motor. So all the heat is blowing right out. Oh, the the heat's going out the ass end. So everything out the back, if you stand behind that tank for more than four seconds, you are not human. (laughs) Uh, you're not you're a dragon of some sort uh what we used to do is so we're going to start by saying that the heaters in those vehicles as many military vehicles the heaters are made in cleveland and the heater is strangely enough its own little turbine so the heater looks like a you know a a boom box. It's, it's cylindrical and it's syringe cylindrical and it's mounted vertically and it has diesel fuel going into it with a little pump. Tick, 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 tick. It has a lighter, a wick, an electronic wick. Mm-hmm. And when the wicks fail, you can actually use a Zippo wick <laughs> field expedient. And in every platoon, there's one dude who knows how to fix the heaters. Wow. And I'm that guy. In my platoon, I was that dude. And the guy who can fix the heaters is worth all the good parts of an MRE. Uh, <laughs> you, if you want to get all the best parts of an MRE for the rest of your platoon, be the good heater guy. And how you can find the good heater guy is you go out on a cold, rainy morning and you look in the motor pool and all the tanks will be a little bit shiny because they're wet. Because that Kark military paint, when it's wet, it has kind of a nice little luster mm-hmm, to it. Sheen. It has a sheen. But you see the two or three tanks in the motor pool that are dry? That's your guy. That's your guy. (laughs) He's the guy who knows how to fix the fucking heaters. Now, why do we talk about multi-fuel vehicles? Because that heater in that M1 tank runs only on diesel. So if you're going to run it on JP4, which is kerosene, which is jet fuel, if you're going to run it on JP4, you're going to run it on JP8, you're going to run it on MoGas, that's regular pump gas, you cannot run the heater. Zihita becomes a flamethrower <laughs> if you're running anything but diesel through it. So um, now, of course, in the military, when I was in, we had plenty of diesel. Our, our diesel cup ran us over. <laughs> so we had no problem getting diesel. We never had to have that problem. But that is a multi-fuel heater that was designed to run on gasoline. Hmm. Our military used to run on gasoline. Jeeps ran on gasoline. Jeeps didn't run on diesel. So that heater was originally built for vehicles. Didn't Sherman's have like two Cadillac motors in them? Two. Yep, two. And some of the tanks actually had a radial engine, an airplane, a big radial engine, a multi-cylinder radial engine. So they all ran on gasoline, which is an incredibly bad idea in the battlefield. (laughs) You know, (laughs) But these heaters were around since World War II, and they were actually retrofitted to run from gasoline onto diesel, which means they didn't work ever right the way you wanted them to. They'd stay warm for like when the tank was new for like two weeks, the heater worked. And then after that, the heater didn't work anymore. And you'd have to find (laughs) me to go in and take the heater out and then take all the scavenged parts off of other broken heaters and fix them yourself. Because if you told you couldn't deadline your tank because the heater didn't work. Deadline means it's not functioning. You have to fix my tank first. So you couldn't deadline your tank because the heater didn't work because that's a luxury item. Yeah, tell tell that to your friend when he's in fucking Hohenfels, you know, or Czechoslovakia or somewhere, and it's negative twenty six degrees Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, you're not going to live long. Did you say something about the tank centipede? That yeah. was the way to warm. So that up. was our trick. So we would do the tank centipede, and you would take as many tanks as you needed to get hot, and you'd all park them in a very slow curve, so that the the exhaust coming off the tank in front of you was warming up the, front the tank in front, of, and that has killed more drivers, I think, than actual yeah. military conflict. 
<laughs> because the only way that it would work is you'd have the driver's hatch open. So you'd have to have the driver's hatch open. So the diesel exhaust, yeah, that's right. Diesel exhaust would blast through the tank oh, and gosh. give you that full tank heating, and, that central air. Sweet buzz too. So the driver, <laughs> so the rest of the guys in the tank would be like, I'm fucking cold. But the driver would be down there in his fucking skivvies, <laughs> just smelling like diesel for the rest of his life. And, and again, guys, the VA is not for getting shot. It's not for getting your leg blown off. It's for inhaling too much diesel fumes. It's for being next to pit fires, you know, garbage fires and pit fires and shit. More uh, peacetime shit has killed good people, I think, in the past 50 years than actual battle. I just watched a, a mini doc, like a Vice documentary or yeah. something on the, the burn pits. Yes. And all the guys that are it's so sick ridiculous. Of, yeah. uh, you know, that that's the whole thing is like, Nobody ever builds a sanitation system when they start like, hey, this is going to be Tent City and Tent City is going to become a goddamn green zone for 200,000 people. Mm -hmm. Well, now Tent City had, you know, a burn pit for like, oh, you know, enough poop for 200 people or whatever. Right. Now it's dealing with 200,000 people and they're still dealing with it the same way. And they're burning old computers. They're burning all kinds of stuff that's just full of carcinogens. And of course, guess what? When you fuck up in the military you go on pit detail. Mm -hmm. So like when you're deployed, when you fuck up back in garrison, there's whole things called article 15s and there's extra duty and stuff that you have to do. I, we were talking about that earlier. And uh, you know, my experiments with alcohol when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, but the, uh, <laughs> but when you're deployed, the best thing they can do is like, well, I'm not going to send you home so you can be in the brig at home, or I'm not going to send you home to the barracks to do extra duty. Well, now you got pit detail which means you got to literally go out and be the guy who consistently pumps diesel or JP four jet fuel into these fire pits. And that guy, he gets cancer seven and a half minutes after he shows up <laughs> for his detail. He's already has cancer. Right. That's it. Forget about it. So, and then everything on the tank, um, you know, remember we fire bullets that are made out of depleted uranium. Oh, good. That's, a, that's a good starting point. And then everything we shoot is now full of depleted uranium. And it, you know, radioactivity half-life doesn't go away just because you shoot it downrange. It's like our streets in Cleveland. Yeah. In our 35 years of being irradiated. Right. Well, that's <laughs> that whole liquid de-icer thing. Right. So, yeah, that's great. So, anyway, that's it for my veterans out there. Um, if you're a veteran, you understand and you know when I tell you that thank you for your service. Um, it's one of those things that's like in the Catholic Church when somebody says, peace be with you you are trained to say, and with you too, mm -hmm. right? And also with you. And also with you, exactly, right? So we all know there's a thing. So when people are like, when the trick-or-treater comes to your house and goes, trick-or-treat, you look back at that eight-year-old straight in the eye and you go, trick-or-treat, like there is no call and response, right? right? And so for military people, you're like, thank you for your service. And I'm gonna be like, <laughs> and the real answer, <laughs> look, the honest to God answer is, I didn't do it for you. <laughs> I'm going to be 100% honest as we can be on this podcast. Thank you for your service. I didn't do it for you. <laughs> you were not part of the equation. I did not go to defend freedom. Right. I went because I had less 
less tasteful options at home. I went because it turns out I went because I'd rather pump gas for the army than pump gas for shell oil at the corner of my street. (laughs) Yeah. Because apparently when you're pumping gas in an M1 tank, it doesn't matter that it's not your tank. You're still pumping gas. There's so many homeless guys out there that went to the Goodwill and got all the military stuff. (laughs) And they're all in Denny's today. And they're, they're saying, thank me for They're getting their free fucking pancake. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did not, I never ever accepted a military discount ever anywhere because it just was kind of freaked me out. I was like, I don't want to be an asshole. Like, you know, I don't need it that bad. But but there is that element of like, oh, well, you know what? If I don't get it, the guy who just stole a set of BDUs or like you said, thrift store, yeah. the guy, uh, that's how old well, I am. Today, I call them BDUs. Yeah. Today is the day <laughs> though. A, today, every, yeah. every dude with a, uh, an old police car. Oh yeah, and all the right. black vests with yeah. all the acrimons and stuff like that are out there, and they're 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 taking all of your guys. They're being super tactical today. <laughs> yeah, they're being super tactical. Uh, what do they they call it? Uh, oh, I don't know. There was a there was a phrase Ryan used about that like tactical chic thing. But yeah. So anyway, there we go. So that's that's my old ride. Yeah, just, you know, it would be really kind of cool to bump into somebody that was like super fucked up, and you're like, so what? What'd you serve? <laughs> like Civil War? And you're like, oh. Okay. I was Agent Orange. Yeah, that's it. Deep, deep cover. I was Agent Orange. Uh, So that's cool. To my left. Chris Smith. Chris Smith and I were doing a little pre-gaming today. Yeah. So Uh. in the spirit of the Cleveland Moto Moto podcast, what did we do, Chris? We hit the the Porco. Fuck yeah, we did. (laughs) And we had a... uh, Roman twist. I had Roman twists. And then we did the Phil Waters move, which is when you're done with the Roman twist, you get a Royal Jamaican and you wash your ice off because I paid for that liquor. I'm going (laughs) to drink every drop of it. And we slammed down a A smash burger, smash Smash burgers. Yeah. Right. Very nicely done over at the, at the Porco. Porco. They have got that smash burger thing fucking figured out. What is a smash burger? It's a little tiny. Well, it's not a, okay. There's a slider. Right. Thank God that phase is done. I'm done with that bullshit. Yeah. So there's a slider and then there's a traditional cheeseburger and then a smash burger is kind of like in between. Okay. Yeah. And is there a reason they call them smash burgers? I, I think they use one of those. Yeah. Um, Patty uh, smasher. Yeah. On the, uh, the on flat the top oh, when so they oh, cook oh, it. Oh, right. Okay, and okay. there were two burgers and yeah. then there was pickles. And yeah. They could probably cook them like, you know, in 12 seconds mm. on a hot grill. So but it was it nicely was, done. It was nicely done. And Porco is just that kind of thing where after COVID and all these bars that we love are starting to get their gears up and they're starting to come back and figure it out again. Cause you know, you get fucking take a year and a half off from any job. You're going to be bad at it when you come back. <laughs> and uh, so they are getting their wheels spinning again. It was fun. It was great. So yeah, yeah. Chris met me over at the warehouse cause we're taking some of his bikes and putting them in storage. So he's doing the, the, the nice thing. <laughs> he's doing the Christian thing and riding them over so that I don't have to transport them over there. So then he rides them over, but I meet him there. With two bikes. With two bikes that I'm taking over for my customers, right? So it's multitasking of the highest order. And uh, yesterday when we were done doing the the bike drop-off, he dropped off his big Moto Guzzi, uh, California yesterday. We left there and we went over to the guys at Skidmark Garage who are leaving there. You know, what is that? 100,000 square feet. It's, it's massive. Huge, yeah. This huge warehouse. They've got finally like a nice place where the roof doesn't leak and the electricity mm-hmm. is all isn't all made from extension cords, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so they got a new fancy place that you could probably not get, you know, frostbite right. in the wintertime. Or rabies or, yeah. But one of our buddies there, Chris uh, Greg Castillo, I think he might have even popped in on a podcast. Greg Castillo was there and he sold me this Zundap R50 motor scooter that's right in front of us, this German piece of Teutonic history. It's actually real. You can touch it. It has a German license plate for $300. Dang. 
Now, no title, and it probably hasn't run since it was new or whatever, but it's an <laughs> air-cooled 50cc motorcycle engine squeezed into a scooter frame. But I don't care. It looks fucking cool. It's I, yours. Uh, What's chain, that? Dri- chain drive means it could have any motor you want in there. Exactly. Chain drive True. guarantees like it, like supply chain wasn't an issue. I yeah. see a lifeline in your future. A leaf on? Leaf on, No, yeah. I, what I'm going to do, because mm-hmm. I do want to respect it, and you know there is some certain things about this thing that are really... I want to offer it kind of to the Zundap collector community, to people that are trying to build these and and preserve them because this, this thing is in such amazingly good shape for being a bike from the sixties. You know, I like, I like that even in the sixties, they had enough sense to have that little helmet holder. Like, yeah, it's called the parcel hook, parcel hook, the parcel hook. Exactly. I didn't have helmets. Right. So it's called the parcel hook. And again, this was an idea of like, Hey, look, I saw a picture of a Lambretta once (laughs) (laughs) and we're a motorcycle company. Let's get in on some of this fucking scooter money. So what do we got? I got, uh, I got a 200 CC. Okay. We'll build a 200 CC. Great. Uh, I got a 50 CC. Great. We'll build a 50 CC. Just put the motorcycle in the middle and put sheet metal around it. It will be fine. And it didn't work out so well, but uh, yeah, so that's what that is. So that is a Zundap R50 or some, it's also known as an S50. So either way, but that's what it is. It's a 50 CC, three speed, three speed, speed. two stroker um, scooter. And you know, it's it, as Chris will tell you, it's heavy. Uh. It is not the weight of a normal 50cc scooter. It is the weight of a normal 250cc scooter. Uh, well, for Germans, though, it looks like they really spent some time engineering the kickstand. The, the <laughs> kickstand is completely... They got done with the whole bike and went, hey, we need a kickstand. Yeah. And somebody went, okay, we'll just tack one on right there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the kickstand is awful. Yeah. It's literally just garbage. It's like... It is the parts bin special. So, but anyway, that's what it is. It's a Zundap scooter. So that's, so the German. interesting name though, Zundap. It sounds like it came from India. Zundap. Oh, you think Zundap's? Yeah. So Zundap did a ton of motorcycles. So Zundap, uh, Zundap did all the military bikes. So Zundap is. Is there uh, like a a Bella? Yes. So the main bike that most people would know about would be the Zundap Bella. So the Zundap, yeah, the Zundap Bella would be the most popular bike that was sold here. And it had big size motorcycle tires and everything else. Like it's uh, the, the Bella is a bike that you could legit go 60 miles an hour on. Right. Those were 12 inch. Yeah. They were, they had big wheels. They were relatively big wheels. And you know what I think is kind of funny about that is, you know, they started building those in 53. So 53 was that era when a lot of the, a lot of the companies were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get on this Vespa thing. We're going to get on this Lambretta thing. And companies like Heinkel, German manufacturing, they built fucking bombers. They built the first jet ever to, you know, to fight in a war. Um, Yeah. And by 45, they're out of business. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) By 45, the Marshall plan had taken over and they went, so you'll be building this for us now. Right. Um, we're going to let you build things, but you can only build things that can't kill other people. And, uh, and that's literally what they did. I mean, there's no question about it. That's, you know, that's all of these companies, all these German companies that used to build um, material. Yeah, right. And that's true. Gogo and all these companies that built artillery and built weapons after the war as some sort of like ultimate fuck you punishment. Um, yeah, you know, that's cool. Y'all just, you got that factory and everything, but 
I think we're going to make you build scooters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what happened. And I honestly think that there was a little bit of blast back on that because you noticed there weren't a shit ton of American companies building scooters. It was pretty much like Cushman. Now, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What really happened was that the German, Germany, being devastated by the war, yeah. needed vehicles, right. and right. that's what right. bore the... They had, to get work, they had to get to work in the morning. Yeah, they had to. So get they couldn't afford to build cars, but you could right. afford to knock out a bunch of scooters, yeah. and that's how scooters. And you didn't have to change the tooling a whole hell of a lot to do it to get there. So it was a pretty short distance between wheels for your artillery piece and wheels for your scooter, or <laughs> in this case, the Vespa wheels for your airplane and wheels for your scooter. So they didn't have to go out and get different wheels, you know, so that yeah, kind of thing. I was thinking about this, like, and if you think about those cities, or like in India now, or something. Yeah. When you see, like, at a stoplight, there's, like, 200 two-stroke scooters. Ah, uh, yeah. That had to be so hard to breathe in that. Can you imagine oh, being yeah. in the middle of 200 two-strokes? I mean, directly after the war, there were blocks and blocks and blocks of all the major cities where you probably couldn't drive a car down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there absolutely. Was, there was just yeah. a little trail where you absolutely. could probably get your scooter through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's right. no doubt that the reason it was small vehicles was they were affordable. There weren't a lot of moving parts. Fucking simple. And, Yeah. Yeah, we didn't it. leave any rail lines left behind. I assure you that we spent more ordinance in goddamn Italy than we spent anywhere else. You know, it was open season for us on Italy. Germany should be back thrilled. To the third world is yeah. not. You're not stretch. kidding. Yeah, they were. Uh, you know, Bella Zundep Zundep started in 1917, so it's post. You know, World War One. So that's a really, really old company. Um, they're a Nuremberg company. So that was a major industrial center of Germany at the time, and uh, they were a producer of detonators. I love the oh. color. It's office furniture perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's in that color palette that I like to call Teutonic. Yeah. Anything, you paint anything filing that color. Cabinet. It is filing cabinet yes. gray. Yep. It is United it, States military surplus gray, filing cabinet tan? gray. I can't even it, tell. No. Like if, yeah. It looks like it was plucked out of a black and white picture. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it's monochrome. What color was it? Mm, dirt yeah. <laughs> yeah it and that is true so the uh what bike this uh this company is probably most known for if you are any member of the uh i like america and i like history and i believe in you know checking out our history and knowing about things because you know if you don't know the past you're doomed to repeat it that kind of thing or if you've ever seen saving private ryan this is what you recognize uh, this is absolutely the Zundap that most people are familiar with. And that is the bike that every fucking Nazi, you're like, oh, I watched this movie about Germans in World War II and they were riding a BMW. No, they weren't. BMW was build it, busy building airplanes. Zundap was busy building motorcycles. And when you see a motorcycle in a German war movie or an American war movie, it's almost all always going to be a 750 cc boxer motor parallel to or a boxer uh twin zundap hmm. not actually a bmw so hmm. that's a little tip from your unky phil yeah and again if you have one of these you are sitting on a pile of fucking money good for you yeah because everybody wants to have it in their motion picture so super cool super fun yeah super super neat uh so that's about that and uh to his left is Oh, me, Steve Sleepy. And tonight we had a very special event before the podcast. We went and shot our one-year anniversary of... Moto Story. Yeah, yeah. 77 videos. 
I love the fucking 77th anniversary thing you put together. Yeah, it was just, just all the title cards yeah. with our Ride Fast and Take Chances song. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. So for a lot of people that don't know, there's a, a punk rock song that we just lightly borrowed um, for, our, for our entire world. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you're I out there. I think it was written for us. I mean, honest, I'm pretty sure it was written for yeah. us. Yeah. Cause I, I, two solid thumbs up on that song, but it was great to hear the song, but then to see the 77 title cards yeah. for all the videos. So all the yeah. motor stories, it was so fucking cool. I, I love that. I when can't you, believe it's been a year. It has yeah. been a year. It yeah. did seem to scoot by. Well, and during COVID, this has given us something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> it really has. It really, I mean, look, I know there's a lot of people out there like, I'm going COVID crazy. I can't stimulate myself enough. We've stayed busy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the motor stories and the podcast has kept us. My wife will yeah. tell you that I've been too busy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some people for me, I know for you, COVID meant more. Yeah. Yeah. We had to, we've had to turn it up. There yeah. was no like, Oh, we're closed for eight months. Nope. Fuck no. that. We've just been going at it hard and fast. Super cool. Yeah. Super, super cool. And then uh, to his left, Oscar, Oscar has been to the shop more times this week than in the last five years. Than the last five years, right? <laughs> exactly. Tell the folks what you're working on. Oh, this little puppy over here. I don't know if it shows up in the frame. It does a little bit, I think, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? I can go move it. Yeah, no, you don't need to move it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So what it is, is it's a Roadburners video game. Right. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the front part. Yeah. So the front part is years ago, I bought a lightly broken Roadburners video game. And this is a motorcycle game you sit on. It's super fun. It's super cool. And I purchased it from a purveyor of, uh, you know, broken video games and pinball machines and whatever else. And my point is I just wanted to have a ride on video game, a ride on, you know, this just to be fucking cool. And it's, it's one of the ones that I remember from when I was a kid riding, you know, playing in the arcade and it's always, but my favorite thing about the road burners and why the road burners was important to me was the road burners was the very first one where you could choose to ride a scooter. Uh -huh. So a lot of them have a Harley and a crotch rocket and, you know, some different bikes you can ride. But 1999 Atari road burners was the first one that actually had a scooter. You could choose, you could choose to ride a scooter, go figure. And, uh, the road burners game. And so I pulled it up so our podcast listeners can see it. The road burners game is you're sitting on a motorcycle and the screen is in front of you and you can pick which road you want to be on. You can pitch, pick Paris, France, and none of these are real racetracks. Oh, no. They're all just made up. And, uh, you can ride the Vespa, you can ride a crotch rocket, you can ride a two stroke, you know, it's got about six or seven bikes that you can choose. The one I bought, the, the screen, the CRT screen was kind of burned in and the soundboard was fucked. So you couldn't, there was no music with it. So I played it a few times and it's kind of like, eh, it was all right. It wasn't great. So this thing's been sitting here looking at us for how many years, right? So we, we really kind of got <laughs> sick of looking at it. And then the idea is like hatched. I was like, well, why don't we? Wait a second. Yeah. The, the idea actually started, I think, with Cinch. Yeah. Because he posted the video. Of the PS4. Oh, yes, oh, he ride, did. Ride four. Yes, yeah, with the he ride did. Thing. That's yeah. right. And he when did. we He's saw guilty. that, it was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's exactly right. It is his fault. Well, no, and we yeah. all talked, and then that was the day that we decided that if we could make it, we'd, we'd, what we were going to do and what we should do eventually is that we're going to get the Ride 5, because this is still 4, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, five, this is 4. Five? No, PS4. Okay, PS4. The game is Ride 4. Yeah. Okay, Ride it's 4. It's the same for both of them. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. they have the Isle of Man 
on there. Right? They yeah, sure track. do. Yep. Yep. So our thing was is that during the podcast, we're all going to start racing it yep. and then try to beat Check each other times. for each podcast. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah, yeah. And this, like most, and I'll be honest with you, like most Cleveland Moto projects, this was an idea that had the best bourbon energy. Yeah. Thanks to bourbon, right? <laughs> we poured a lot of expensive liquor at this problem, yep. right? We poured a lot of expensive liquor at this fucking thing. And, but what was really funny, what I thought was hilarious about it is we were like, oh, that'd be really great. We should do that. That'd be fun. We should do that. Everything else. But then Oscar was kind of sitting there just kind of going, well, no, it got more devious than that. could actually do that. It got more devious than that. Because like after everybody had left, me and you made. were talking. Yeah. I think John was still here. His slide rule came out. No, we just, <laughs> do you remember though? It was he me, pushed you, and Phil. Up and he pushed his we, de- <laughs> we decided that this was the perfect project for Oscar and Chris. Yes, we did. We have these two We kind of gave the project to them without even telling them about it. Yeah, because I wasn't here for that podcast. I heard it from the next one. I was like, oh, by the way, we have something for you. I was like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Oscar, bring in the, bring the, uh, folks who listen to the podcast or watch the podcast, bring them up to speed on what has happened to this. Eight I'm going to tell you yeah. right now. I just looked on eBay. I could buy that machine, that machine working condition. I just pulled it up for $2,000. I didn't pay $2,000 for it. Yeah. I think I paid 500 bucks for it several years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. I've played it at least seven times. That's like 70 bucks a play, right? So like $70 a play from an original play price of 50 cents. I got that down to $70. And I think so, after yeah. this is over, I'll shoot B-roll you guys doing it. And so during this part, oh, this oh, section, oh, we'll, drop it in? Yeah. we'll just drop it in so you, you can see what we're talking man. about. You're a madman. B-roll. Yeah. B-roll. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's super cool. So I bought the, I brought the machine. Tech and talk. and so now Oscar, <laughs> As soon as, <laughs> as soon as we keep Oscar, Oscar was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever seen anybody like so motivated. Step out of my fucking way. Get out of my fucking way. He was way. on that like a seagull on a French fry. He was. Fry. Oh, yeah. It was exactly oh, yeah. it. So uh, tell, tell the folks what we've done. Tell the folks at home. Yeah. Tell so them I first what got So the, bore uh, us with the details. Right. Oh, exactly. thanks. Thanks, John. Right, yeah. So yeah. first I got the, the a PS4 control just to see how how far I can take it, how much I can hack the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Because obviously there's no schematics. Well, there's this no machi- documentation. Right. And the machine from the factory has what? It's got throttle. Yes. It's got brake. Brake. It's got leaning left. Yep. And leaning right. Yep. Well, I mean, it's just leaning. The lean. And then handlebar. And like a handlebar steering. And then it's got a button to start it. And then a button to change the view. Yeah. The music, the music, the, the music. music. Thank and you. That, was, that was more important. That was it. Yeah. Right. So the music was real important right. back then. So a standard PlayStation controller has about 96 buttons on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and joysticks. And right. Well, if you've watched squid games, you know, it at least has four buttons, right? <laughs> Look, man. Uh, so Oscar has to basically go in there. Yep. And these controls were all designed for a 1990s analog operating system. Oh, it's bare bone basic. It is yeah, so, so basic. Right. Wasn't yeah. there like a piece of string involved with one of them or something like that? I think it's oh, funny that yeah. some of these some of these controls were like not milli ohms. They were like a thousand ohms. 
like stuff that should only be used for like a reset on a ceiling fan, <laughs> not for a video game. No. <laughs> and you had to make it work with this, you know, this dainty little angel hair of wiring. Oh that yeah. They put it's in crazy. This shit. All the shit that good thing that, uh, uh I, I know some people that have high end, uh, soldering equipment <laughs> and a lot of wire and lots of and wire. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of, I, I know yeah. some people, lots of wink, fucking wink, wire. Nutch, yeah. nutch. You know what's, you know what else is funny? He imported a 12 year old girl from China <laughs> to do all the fine soldering. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> She's in the machine right now. Oh, it's like Snowpiercer. It is Snowpiercer. Oh, shit. It's exactly like yeah, Snowpiercer. Yeah. yeah, that's it. You press the button and it it makes a little electrical impulse on her ear. There's a kid in there with a the controller. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Okay. I think it's time for daddy to crash now. Yep. So, okay. So, so yeah, I, I, I checked out first the controller just to see if it was able to do. So I, I, I was able to pretty much get like 30 wires out of the controller. Yeah. The controller still works. I, that's that's the fun part. You because can still use he, the controller because he Siamese all of yes. them. Yeah. So tapped, rather than into yeah. Yeah, so rather than deactivating the, any of yeah, them, yeah. he literally built another controller. Yeah. So, so soldering, yeah. scraping traces, and soldering shit, yeah. and a thirty gauge wire into like a Whisker. dot. Yes. Yeah. Was not fun. Well, actually, it was pretty fun. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it was kind for of the fun. rest of I us. Love that. That thing. is my definition of a fucking night of hell. And no, you came in every day with a new like more wires sticking out of it. <laughs> I only had twenty six wires in there before, but now I've got thirty four wires yeah. in there, and I'm like, that's a twenty four wire connector. How do you have thirty four wires in there? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it was weird. It's starting to <laughs> it's it starting to build itself. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> if you're a certain kind of guy, though, that's what you want. When my every time my wife goes out of town, like you know, she'll go to visit her parents for a week or something. That's the week I'll build like nine drones. Oh my! Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like shits exactly. on the That's kitchen tables everywhere. The soldering yeah. iron doesn't even get unplugged the whole fucking week. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's burning like yeah. flux and everything. Yeah. Oh, Hot melt glue gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on yeah. over here. Yeah, and I've managed to break it several times. So every time he works hard and gets everything together, <laughs> I go and play it, and I'm like, ah, "Fuck, it quit working." Well, it's because. I am not surgical. I am a blunt <laughs> instrument on my best day. And it's yeah, still a prototype. It's still a prototype. And so, but we were, so many things happened. Like we were trying to figure out all oh, this, this. Oscar this. wanted to preserve it somehow. Like I, Oscar, I tried. Oscar I tried. was like trying to be true to the machine. He was like, well, it's okay. We can just, you know, we can just use the monitor. That's but there, there was, there was a point where there's no going. Back. Well, yeah, and the, the point is me still close enough. Cause actually I, I, I'm right. still using the, the, the original harness, right? So yeah. I'm tapping into like all yeah. the connectors. Cause I also have a lot of <clears throat> yeah. equipment somewhere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm tapping and all that stuff. But yeah, at some point you have to cut a couple wires cause they were sharing a lot of grounds. Oscar's like, we're going to use this like, monitor. So. And I was like, the fuck we're going to use this monitor. Are you kidding me? I, actually, I did look into like using the old CRT and he was like, fuck no, we're not doing that. No. 4K bitch. This is, <laughs> look, hey. if, if I'm going to, if there's going to be a PS5 anywhere on my planet, anything right. that I touch, it's not going to be dumbed down to a fucking CRT four by three aspect ratio bullshit. True. True. It's going to be fucking 4K. Here's a tip from your unky Phil. <laughs> it's really fucking hard to find a 32 inch 4K monitor because they yeah. generally say if you're saying 4K, you're saying big dick. Like 4K equals 55 inches or better. Yeah. It was really hard to find a 4K monitor and we wanted to fill the box up. Yeah, with the vessel being so thin enough. It only fit, worked yeah. out mathematically. If we would have used a 32 inch monitor, it would not have fit. So we had to use a 32 inch 
curved monitor. So some of those inches were going the wrong way. Which works. It's which works way better. Perfectly. Yeah. It's a monitor with Peroni's disease. It is, it is, yeah. it is, it is literally a, a monitor with scoliosis. It is, it's 32 inches, but not all in the same direction. Right. And the idea, so it just so happens, though, that it fits with a blonde one on each side. Yeah. I mean, like. Is that made by Pringles? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's made by the Germans. Uh, but the, so where, where'd you find it? I ordered it from Philips. So we had looked at some LE. I looked at like by going 4K, our options were literally LG, Samsung, and Philips. And we measured the cases on all of them. And the only one that would fit in that enclosure was the Phillips because the Phillips and it's tight. It's, it's perfect. Toy like a toyga. Yeah. And I o- love o- it. Over at Phillips, Earl yeah. said, Hey, we sold another one. That was not, Second that one was this not year. Earl who said that? That was Klaus und Heinz. They said, ah, yes, somebody who finally appreciates quality. It's not a fucking television, though. It's a it's monitor. A so it has nothing. And for the price we paid, we paid more money for that fucking monitor than we would have paid for a 55-inch smart set, right? <laughs> we could have just bought a 55-inch and glued it to the outside of the case and given everybody, like, you know, walleye vision when they tried to play it or cancer when they looked into it directly. But instead, we wanted it to fit. So we had to spend oh. too much money and get no features. But you also got a, a, probably a very high refresh rate because it's a monitor, so it's going to make yes. the game look Oh, no, no. Yeah. That, was, that was part of it. We yeah. were like, literally, it is that kind of thing. Is like giving me a $1,000 pair of sneakers is spending money on the wrong shit, right? <laughs> right, right. So <laughs> the idea was, if we're going to be using this on a PS4 or maybe a PS5 someday in 20 years when they become available, then... <laughs> Then we don't want it to be on a dog shit monitor, right? Right. Yeah, I can't remember. Was yeah. it a, a sixty frame first or one twenty? Sixty. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sixty at four K. Yeah. 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 I think it can do one twenty, but anyway. But so the idea was that the monitor had to fit, and it's measure twice, cut once. And boy, there was some oh, yeah. fucking cutting. Yep. Like if you ever want to have a good day, Oscar's cringing. I'm cut, oh, I'm yeah. grinding and cutting on metal and Swarf is going everywhere. And Oscar's just like, no, 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 no. There's still a circuit board in there. Holy shit. We barely got out the CRT yeah. and he just takes the monitor out of the box. We put the base on it. Yeah. Stuffs it in there and there's like at least like three inches of the yeah. base sticking out. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we can maybe wedge it and move it around. He just takes out of the fucking Dremel, Dremel tool. I was like, go. fuck the shit. I'm going to cut it out. Just like, yeah. 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 okay. I'm well, a very happening. blunt instrument. There is and no you doubt. You did a hell of a job on it though. Oh, well, <laughs> the idea is I got a very calibrated eye. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then we take an old, we took an old 5.1 stereo system I had at the house, also a Philips. Ah, Stick with the Germans, right? Exactly. Um, Again, sounds great. It sounds great now. So it has better audio than it deserves. And uh, yeah, and we got Nick in on the project, who's now going to bring an Arduino in. Now, talk to the folks about that, because that's fucking crazy. So yeah, the the original, we had to upgrade all the potentiometers on the the tilty and the steering. Because they were from the last century. Yeah, Yeah, they had eight points of probably, of of articulation. (laughs) Yeah, well. But this game, since it has both the steering yep. wheel and also the, the, the tilty. Yeah. Now we have to get an Arduino in between so we can center both of them yeah. and do the adjustments. It's of so fucking cool. Percentages Nick, between and them so and all that shit. So he's it's on his way. He's saying the reasons it can't work. And I'm <laughs> saying the reasons why it probably can't work. And I'm probably wrong, but 
but I've got spirit. And I'm like, fuck, dude, we just need an Arduino. Because <laughs> my answer is to throw an Arduino in everything. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, you need to control something. Fuck it. Let's get, an, let's get a th- Raspberry Pi in here. Let's spend $35 and let's write some bullshit code or steal some bullshit code off yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, res- we'll resurrect a 1926 remote control that goes click, click, right? And that's when I said... Yeah, that's a Nick job. I, I'll do all the hardware. I'll do all the wiring. I, I've done a right. shit ton of harnesses and to Nick add-ons. De, and Nick stuff DeVito and, might be in Chapel Hill. Oh, yeah. But he still has an email address. Well, that's, oh, the yeah. best part. that's the best part is he gets to do all this work and then never play the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got Nick in on the game yep. so that we can have variable geometry and inputs for both the handlebars. And because you know if you've ever ridden a motorcycle, the first time I tried to ride this thing when it was handlebars only. Oh, it's nasty. Oscar has watched me fail harder on that fucking machine at the level of like a two year old with a head injury, like a baby that's been dropped and feeding alcohol. It's just so bad. And I'm trying to slam the bike over, you know, instinctively because I see the wall coming at me and the bike's not responding. And I'm like, ah, it's so maddening. So then we switched it. So the bike, you, couldn't, you now, couldn't lean. No. So the bike right. now, the bike now leans for the steering, but the handlebars do nothing, right. which the original Isle of Man game, the, the handlebars were static, bolted to the machine to the front, yeah. and you sat on the bike and the bike worked like a swing set. So the bike swung left and right. That's how you steered it. So the handlebars. But see, but with the Arduino, with this code, he should yeah. be able to make it so you can counter steer. It's like you can. Oh push. yeah, we, we yeah. can. We can adjust and and, and yeah. make changes on percentages between the yeah. the tilty and the. the oh the, yeah, the, yeah. So that's, that's, very, that's gonna be the fun part. I'm yeah. very excited so, about and that. And then you know what we should do? Yeah. There's another. I just did happen to pop in. Yeah, we. All of us. So, <laughs> I'm just anybody who's able. No, this, this, anybody can do this. What right. I was about to say is, yeah. we need to get a board like Top Gear had, yeah. and then any guests oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. have yeah. to do it. And then we'll put their, oh, there's their a perfectly the- vertical piece of real estate right yeah, yeah, next yeah. to that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're so going to have the. Yeah, we'll have the Cleveland Moto. We just need somebody with a really good name so we can have like the Kosanaga Snigga Snigga. The Kirnig Zigga 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 Zigga. Yeah, pretty soon, yeah. So it goes from $70 a ride up to $166. Eventually, we're going to amortize this because like we had some money that we forgot about because it kind of hanging around here for a few years. And then we're now pumping some money back into it. Oscar's going to have 37,000 hours into it by the time he gets done and 26 burn fingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, he's like, I have no fingerprints anymore. <laughs> so right now we have a 4K yeah. monitor, yep. a PS4 Pro. Right. We have a surround sound yep. on it. Yeah. And the unit itself. And the bike itself has the rumble pack of, of the controller right. that buzzes your butt when you hit the, yeah. the gravel and all the yeah. shit on the side. So it vibrates so it feedback under your butt. On yeah. your ass if, uh, it's got if haptic feedback. Yes. <laughs> it's so the heartbeat cool. of America. Don't forget about the one, the plug-in one that you can do. So if you insert something, oh yeah, 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 yeah. we'll, we'll have the butt plug yeah. accessory. Right. Everybody right. wants right. it to yeah. get some extra, extra. Well, that's feedback. if you get the Harley version again. <laughs> <laughs> the Harley seat. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah, that's for the live wire riders. <laughs> but, the, then, uh, but that only works yeah. when you attach the get backs on both. Yes, exactly. It comes with the saddlebags. And again, because we live in a weird universe. At some point, I'm riding the bike today. I'm on this thing and I'm playing it. And my mechanic, Luke, shows up. He materialized a shifter assembly off of a CBR 900 that he had switches already put into. Yeah, I was talking with him yesterday and he got all excited. He 
he got a chance to write it and he was yeah. like, oh yeah, we, we can totally use a, like a, like a shifter. It was like, I have the wires already in there. Cause I, I yeah, it says me. Right. And, and he's like, oh yeah, we can, we can, we can make that work mechanically right. back in the thing. He was like, okay. So it just it, went, ran across. It literally those, yeah. just got phantom, you know, fabric cobbled and it literally showed up and he's like, oh yeah, I got a shifter. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is a hollow plastic motorcycle. Right? <laughs> this is a hollow plastic motorcycle that we are literally going to bolt Bill a it, motorcycle bill it too. rear sets yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. to a, a hollow plastic motorcycle. So that's right. the next upgrade. Oh, but that would be awesome. Yeah. So you could downshift into I, turns and yeah. stuff. Well, oh it, man. The, the game is hard enough as it is, but definitely yeah. we, we're going to have to make it. We're fun. currently yeah, playing the nice. game, riding a Yamaha R3, the dumbest bike they have mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. in super easy mode. Right. And we, I can't get to the first qualifying marker. Yeah, no, we haven't. Yeah. I can't. I have successfully crashed on every possible turn. Well, it's weird because yeah. like the faster you go, the easier it is to ride. Yes. The slow is what kills you. Of course you it does. Get right. So this is a big part of the learning curve of the machine and, and everything else. But we're going to get there, God damn it. I swear yeah. to God. And you know, the good thing is we don't have to pump quarters into this bitch. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, that would be horrible. Oh, we'd already be $10,000 in. I, I can yeah. I can add the feature because I have the wiring for the, I know, for the can, slot and shit. So. And by Ooh. keeping all the original video game shit in it, it's the whole arcade there. game shit, it's all still there. Yeah. We could set that up. We I could just, cost people. I can people. put the, the start button into the, the coin slot. Oh, it could yeah, cost. I can yeah, easily do, do that. that. Just yeah. don't can tell do anybody easily. though. So we know that you don't have to put right, the coin right, in. Right, right, yeah. right. Everybody else. Everybody else knows you have to put the coins in. And then put clink, four, clink, four clink. quarters, one play. I remember back in the day, like the arcade games, we got we knew the trick on some of them. Yeah. You'd turn them off and turn them back on. Yeah. And it came up with two credits. Two free, two free credits. We're always like, really? when nobody's yeah. looking at that. Yep. Turn it off and turn it well, on. If you guys remember our old shop when we were in Lakewood, I had my Doctor Who machine in there. So I had my Doctor Who pinball machine in the shop. And we had it set up for free play. You had to flip the switch on the bottom, right? But it was hilarious how many people would come in and dump quarters into it, which is cool, man. That's great. And so you'd earn a couple of bucks here and there. But it just killed me. It killed me. It broke my fucking heart to have my pride and joy Doctor Who pinball machine and letting savages play it. Because it is one, when you own a pinball machine... Pinball machines are designed to be thrown down the stairs sideways. They are the most yeah. overbuilt thing on the planet. All mechanical. It's all, it's heavy duty. Yeah. The switches are all heavy yeah. duty. They are built to have drunks in bars beat on them for hours a night right. and survive. Right. And when you own a pinball machine, you're like the thing's made out of fucking angel hair. You just are so delicate. You're so careful with it. It's like the dumbest thing because... Yeah, you spent like I spent money to have my pinball machine shopped out and got to be perfect again. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be a special night. <laughs> Get the lighting just right, turn on the Doctor Who pinball machine, and just lose myself for like six hours. And and still realize you're like, wow, I really suck at pinball. Mm-hmm. I'm just terrible <laughs> at pinball. Yep. But it's my pinball, goddammit. Mm-hmm. So again, having this in here is going to be hilarious to right. I mean, for us, it's going to be yeah. great. You know what? At least pinball in this kind of a game is something you can actually play. Yeah. Like my older daughter and her friends would be like, they, they even them, they play Call of Duty or something, yeah. right? They're like, hey, you want to play? Yeah. And I, it's like 72,000 no, different just, button just combinations button mashing. and all yeah. this shit. Right. I was like, I can't do this stuff, no. man. What? I play Call of Duty. That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> that is shocking. I can't even remember to talk into the microphone. I get killed a lot. I get, oh, I get killed a lot. Do you have the Call Burn. of Duty on the Atari 2600? Just, <laughs> just a big joystick and one button. 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 No, we, we have the Atari 26. The Atari 26, yeah, right. Not 100. Not the 2600. It's no, the, the 26. 2-bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's literally 2-bits. Did you see the Pong. It's Pong oh, Call of Duty. <laughs> I did see something, though, because my daughter was you know, playing it, so I started, I started yeah. looking into trying to figure out how to play the game. 
game. Yeah. And I found this cheat thing that was so awesome. On Call of Duty? Yeah. They, yeah. All you do is you take a, you know, those, um, the teeth cleaners, the little the yeah, plastic yeah, sticks or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And they tape it right where, like in the center of the screen where your gun, where your shoots. Where your gun sight is. So like as you move like that, anything that moves into that spot, you know. Oh, that's you your kill zone. It. That's your kill zone. Oh, so you put it on your screen. Right. Nobody else Sorry, knows man. you have it on your all thing. All right. Yeah. So you just have a front sight. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I thought it was going to be like, okay. I mean, anyway. no, it wasn't echo. <laughs> up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. Yeah. 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 Come oh, on, this is, man. This is practical yeah. magic. It is practical <laughs> magic. Yeah. I'm going to tape a piece of plastic <laughs> to my monitor. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> it's one of those Come five on, minute life hacks that yeah, suck exactly. ass on right. YouTube. I'm gonna yeah. stop playing the game and just look at this little dot, and whenever it changes colors, I'm gonna push the button. I'm gonna push the button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing this game one pixel at a time. That's it. You don't play the game, man. You play the pixel. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, by the way, it is disturbing watching. The Tanuki with a huge ass nutsack in front of me looking uh-huh. at me. Well, and speaking of that, to your left. So to your left is Chris Franklin. And Chris, did you ride tonight? I did not. For Thank the first time. fucking God, because it's going to be shit. So Chris right, Franklin, right in front of you is your Tanuki. That's your oh. personal Tanuki. Well, thank you. So you have a Tanuki, uh, thanks to uh, one of our podcast listeners who decided that the Tanuki was our fucking spirit animal. And we can't argue with that. Uh, can't argue with science at this point or lore or, or canon. Lore. Yep. Uh, so I think that you, there's your Tanuki. That is your Tanuki Tiki mug, which by the way, Tanuki Tiki mug is fucking fun alliteration. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm a big fan of that. So yeah. Uh, Chris was nice enough to give us one of the topics we're going to have tonight. So it's fucking, <laughs> he, he brought me a topic and I was like, God damn, that's actually a fucking good topic. So yay. And then to his left, Johnny Mac. Johnny Mac. Uh, Johnny Mac is also a, a victim of tonight's uh, Motor Stories with Unky Phil reflag. We're doing blast from the past kind of thing. So we got Chris in there. We got Johnny Mac in there. We got Steve in front of the camera for the first fucking time. It's pretty goddamn <laughs> cool. Oh, that was it was snaked. so spontaneous. Yeah, it was good. John totally was like, "Hey, Steve, why don't you get in here?" And then he handed you that microphone like it was on fire. I know. Yeah, like just get it out of here. his fucking fingers. The, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I got I got cigarettes to smoke and beer to drink. I'm fine. The uh, yeah, ain't that the truth? What do you got? Anything cool happening in your world there, John? Uh, nothing. I did this shoot and scoot last weekend over at Bruce's uh, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's Bruce doing? So, oh, he's doing really good. He's looking good, doing good. Yep. Did some improvements to his house and stuff. Nice. You know, low turnout on the shoot and scoot. I didn't even shoot. I just scooted. Yeah. My you brother just scooted. Yeah. My brother came up though. He had his quad. We had fun acting like kids. He was trying to run me over. Yep. <laughs> I got. I was trying to run away on the SSR. I oh yeah. Plenty of time on the SSR. Oh, yeah. SSR. Yeah. oh that's cool, yeah. man. Yeah, we're playing. You know. That's fantastic. Aaron Hound. In Aaron the back Hound. Of that's yeah. That's that's. I got my to meet I, uh, where John gets all his good looks from and yep. everything from David. Else like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. From David. Yeah. Uh, Bruce had pulled out. The, he bought that one Z50 at Mid Ohio. He did. Mid Ohio. Yeah. I never quite ran right, and I'm like, put it up on the tailgate. Take the carb off. Make this happen. Yeah. So we got that running perfect. Yeah. I rode that all around. I, I love that little thing. Yeah, it was nice. fun. Yeah, that's yeah. badass. I did that. Played around. Uh, Cinch and I went out to the compound. Yep. Fixed we up some bikes. Spent a little bit of time. Gave some love to the SSRs, which are sitting yeah. out there. <laughs> well, you know, it's cold in that con- It's cold in that uh, container. Yeah. Turned the petcocks off on everybody's bike. What? <laughs> yep. Ran some I don't even want to talk about we, it. We, we, we figured out how easy it is to drain the, the, I, the I full I call bullshit on that. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were all closed. They weren't all closed. I guarantee they weren't <laughs> the, all the closed. The orange one with the broken levers was definitely not closed. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, man. Someone, yeah. and mine, I, someone did something to my bike. Not, none of it. But here's the thing, guys. So, like, if you have a, if you throw your motorcycle in the barn and you're like, well, it doesn't leak, it's cool, because these are shipping containers. There's no water. Wait, wait, yeah. All the chains were rusty. Wait, wait, the last time that bike was running... Someone was riding it and fucked it over and broke the handle, oh. the, the, the the clutch lever. So uh, I will not deny this. So <laughs> I asked him if he was going to spend some time and work on your bike for you. Yeah. And he said right right, right. away, right? I, yeah, of course. But and I couldn't all find I heard the levers. Was, all I heard was blap. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, there, there might have been some riding going yeah, on. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't I couldn't find the levers. Yeah. There was the just levers? a little just a little hint of fuck Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Fuck Oscar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's else? I was trying to talk to him while I was, wow, wow, wow. I'm you like, noticed, what? what? At mid Ohio at drunk 30, you will notice that I took my bike and I, I chained it yeah, over to the did. fence. Yeah, you did. Cause I was like, look, man, it's drunk 30. I'm chaining the fucking Sherco. Cause it's a two stroke, right. big fucking two fifty two stroke. And I'm chaining my bike because fuck it. I know the way these guys get. Well, it wasn't that. Do you know what happened? I'm the dying girl, to know. The girls that graced the cover of that magazine the fucking unicorn ran unicorn me over. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the unicorn yeah. girls are responsible for his clutch lever getting 100%. broken. You know what? Yeah, you're always right. blaming fucking children, dude. Yeah, that's the kind of a thing with you, dude. Really? And, and Krumpke's bike got like it again. Krumpke's bike also got And I don't think Krumpke crashed that no, shit. He no, he didn't do either. I didn't crash Krumpke's. Bullshit. I didn't. <laughs> well, you didn't mind. I, I know that because I, I actually know. filmed it. I have a video of you fucking over my bike I've and never, eating shit yeah. in, the, in the barrel rolls. Oh, you yeah. want to see, see, see a sexy guy right there? Dang. Look at that. Huh? Look at that. Woo. That's me when I was like 19. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's when my tank was still green. That's, <laughs> when, we, that's when we were preparing to fight the communists. What's that big bulge there? That's a 120 millimeter smooth bore. <laughs> that's called the bore evacuator. Yeah, that's where the bad gases go. And that's yeah. how I got all the ladies. Look at that guy, huh? Have Look you seen that. my 120 oh, millimeter yeah. smooth bore? Uh -huh. You see how dry that tank is? That fucking heater works. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's how you know that. That's how you know that's a grade A fucking heater repairman right there on top of that tank. Yep. Yeah, and, and at that point, I was not yet. I mean, I was. I was not yet a gunner when that picture was taken. I was still a lowly driver. So yeah, I was uh whole maintenance and whatever, but yeah, that was it. Whole yeah. Maintenance. Stylish. <laughs> the stylish attire of Grafenvir meant your rubber rain jacket. Cause it was fucking snowing and raining sideways every single day. Cool. And then all your other shit underneath it, because you, that place, as much as it's like beautiful scenic Bavaria, it is also very fucking cold. Yeah. So there you go. That's a that's a picture of. Well, don't they ski there? Nineteen. Oh yeah. fuck yeah, they do. <laughs> Just want to say they ski the shit out of that place, and I did too. Yeah. Thanks to United States Army and Air Forces Recreation Centers, <laughs> you can rent anything from the oh, military, really? and it's all brand new. They buy new shit every year, and you're like, I think I want to ride a use a kayak this weekend. Go rent one. It's amazing, and it's like a dollar. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> don't buy a Cannondale bicycle. Go rent one anytime you need one. The military is the military spends ridiculous amounts of money on a hammer. Why wouldn't they spend money on recreation? <laughs> so this is how this yeah. shit shows up on Gov Deals. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're like, why the hell is there an inflatable bouncing castle on Gov Deals? Because you can rent one from the you know from the from the outdoor wreck. Outdoor wreck will rent you anything for like a buck. 
Like the money changing hands is more of this like concession that you're just like, we rented it to you. We didn't just loan it to you. Yeah. 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 But it it's always, more of a legality. <laughs> it really is like outdoor rec is outdoor rec is a very strange thing. You hear the term outdoor rec and you're like, okay, whatever. But it's also where you go to buy guns and ammunition mm -hmm. and rent things that you don't want to own. And it's like, I, we rented like a, we rented a couple of kayaks. We rented six sets of skis and also the rack to put them on top of my Audi 80. <laughs> and it was yeah. like, the guy was like, well, of course you need a rack for that too. And I was like, what's it going to cost me? And he goes, mm, you're getting skis. You should probably have a rack. I was like, this military thing's amazing. <laughs> Once you realize that it's not the pay, mm -hmm. it's the whole like, oh, well, you're here now. We have to do something with you so you don't accidentally burn the place down. Right. It's like we're all children. If they don't stimulate us enough, we're going to burn shit, which is absolutely fucking true. Yeah. So uh, if we could, oh, Oscar, yes, Servetas were actually manufactured until 1989. Damn. Ooh. That's going to be something in the future for yeah. Oscar to know about. That, that'll come in handy later. So thanks to Chris. Chris, what was the question that you asked us before the podcast? Oh, so scooters with a CVT. Does yep. oil matter? Motorcycle Hell, oil. not just scooters with a CVT. Anything. Any fucking thing with a CVT. And that's a really good question. Because, because once you put a CVT on something, isn't the motor basically a generator? I mean, there's, yep. yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no wet clutch. There's nothing to really that's worry about. That's the important thing. And that's my favorite part of the conversation is it's not does your motorcycle, does your scooter, does whatever you have, have a CVT? We mm. shouldn't ask that question. We should ask, does your vehicle have a wet clutch? Right. Because if you ride Moto Guzzi's, doesn't have a wet clutch, it's a dry clutch. If you ride Ducati's, certain Ducati's, doesn't have a wet clutch, has a dry clutch, right? Right. There are plenty of motorcycles, plus all these bikes that have DCTs, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a wet clutch, you don't need a bottle of oil with a picture of a motorcycle on it, which is the industry standard, by the way, for what kind of oil do I need for a motorcycle? Well, is there a picture of a motorcycle in the bottle? Then that's probably <laughs> the right oil for you, right? And so I thought it was really funny. So I, I brought this kind of out as a graphic training aid. So here in the shop, we carry only the finest Motul, right? So we carry Motul, we carry Bell Ray, we carry Maxima, we carry a lot of different oils. But it is very funny that, so in my right hand, I have a bottle of Motul's 100% synthetic 4T motorcycle oil, 7100, which this is what this is. And as we talked about on other podcasts, what you're looking for on the bottle is the letters JSO mm -hmm. or something like that, but looking for that MA2. So MA2 means motorcycle applicable. Okay. So this bottle, which has a picture of a motorcycle on it, in fact, it has a picture <laughs> of a, it looks like a Bulisses. Yeah, it looks like a Bulisses. So it's got a Bulisses on it, or that could be a Ducati Multistrada. Anyway, but it's got a, definitely has a picture of a motorcycle on it. And it is definitely. 4T says right on there and it's hundred percent synthetic and this motorcycle oil is going to set you back give or take 16 bucks a, a liter right that's what it is so that's what that is okay great so now here we have a, the same product you know same company same bottle same liter but this one has a picture of a green maxi scooter on it um, it looks like it's a Kimco 500 probably X exciting 500 on the front and it says 4T four stroke motor oil 
and it says scooter expert. Ooh, this is not for you entry level fucking scooter riders here. <laughs> this is for you goddamn experts, man. Experts. And the guy is wearing a helmet that matches his scooter, so he's obviously an expert. And it says SAE 10W40, and it doesn't say MA2. Right. It says MA. Oh, well, there's a fucking difference right there, isn't there? What's going on with that? So it turns out that this is JSO T903 you know, um, oil and it's performance is guaranteed by Motul backwards compatible with previous API service categories. Oh my fucking God, Jesus Christ. It is stroking you off with both hands. This thing <laughs> is trying its best to justify your money. But the important thing is that what is this is M a on it, right? So that's the letters we're talking about. That's what we want to know about as motorcycle owners is this is this scooter oil. <gasps> For a CVT transmission, not just a dry clutch, but no fucking clutch, is going to the trouble of being MA, right? So it's motorcycle applicable. But this is the crazy thing. This stuff, um, this stuff is about a buck more than that stuff. <laughs> because now I know that's a very small thing. I could pull out some other bottles here that there would be a radical difference in price on. But I decided to stay within the brand. Right. So for one dollar more, you get a green sticker that says the word expert on it. <laughs> and uh, for this one, you get a picture of uh, Ducati or a Bulisis. We're not sure. Right. They've they've artistically made sure you can't tell the difference. So if you have something to compensate. A quick thought. Grab the better one. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. But a quick thought yeah. is, wasn't there one scooter, though, that sort of had a wet CVT or something like that? Ooh. Like the Yamaha VMAX or, or, or somebody had, I thought. The Yamaha, uh, that would be like a TRX. I don't know. Okay. There, there might be one. Okay. Yeah. One. I, I will do some, you know, I don't think it's the Majesty, though, because the Majesty runs a pretty much straight ahead. It could be the X-Max. Uh, but, you know, since this is such a benign a Bergman topic... Still- a Bergman does not have a wet no. Correct. Right. And so I that's a very, very good yeah, that's a that's a pretty cool thing. The But the, since this is such an unheated, benign topic, <laughs> I think if you know you have ideas or thoughts on motor oil, you should probably oh send God. them to Phil at Cleveland Motors. At the motorcycles and yeah, Misfits yeah, podcast. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They'd yeah. be happy to talk to you about they it. They would be happy to tell you about that. <laughs> so anyway, uh that's a that's a very very good thing, and you know what? I think that John might be right. I think that that X Max might in fact be a wet. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm getting. I'm getting weird, uh, conflicting data on that. Yeah. But anyway, I could be wrong. But I thought there was one scooter somewhere where it was a wet CVT, yeah. like in a car. Yeah. And if you yeah. want more information about motor oil, go to any online but again, forum. It can be a wet. No, and guys, no. and I'm going to tell you, guys, <laughs> it can be a wet CVT. That's not the problem. It doesn't matter if it's a wet CVT. It's not a wet clutch. And the real reason about that is for clutches, when we have oils that have friction modifiers in them, they get in between the clutch plates and the oil and you don't get a lock. They won't lock up. They'll slip for fucking ever. And this is the point. The point is, as, as Chris was saying, what kind of oil do you use in your bike? Rotella. Rotella, right? So if you're Doesn't using matter. anything Rotella with the letter T in the front of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of right. If you want to know where we stand on the topic, and on the eighth day, God created Rotella T6. <laughs> right. And I don't care what you fucking have. 
it will run on Rotella T6. Rotella T6 is the oil handed down by God for anything in the world that has a spark plug and goes bang. And honestly, if you've got a glow plug and it goes bang, if you got a diesel, if you, I don't care, if you got a Harrier fucking jump jet and you're not sure what to put in that bitch, trust Rotella T6. You'll never go wrong. And also people are like, well, you know, if you switch to Rotella T6, you can go out to, um, you know, 6,000 miles per an oil change instead of 3,000 miles. Shut the fuck up. Giant 18 wheelers use that shit for 30,000 miles. You're okay on your fucking moped, pal. You'll be okay. Trust me. You'll be fine. That well, they do stuff, have a 15 gallon oil sump. Exactly. Right. That. We understand it. Exactly. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Details. Yes. Details, details, details. Shmeetails. So put twice as much oil in your fucking moped. You'll be fine. But uh, <laughs> fill it up till it comes out the dipstick hole. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think that the important thing to remember is that whole motorcycle specificity is all because of what? The fucking clutch. Yep. It ain't about having the picture of the motorcycle on the fucking jug. Now, I know, understand right now, there is some fucking oil nerd out there who is <laughs> shitting himself and crashing his fucking car, and it'll be a freaking Prius, of course. Uh, and he's going to be angry because he's like, well, but no, there's also things in there because motorcycle oil has to run at a higher RPM at a higher temperature, and it's a different blend, and fuck, no. Look, man. <sighs> I used to race motorcycles and the thing about racing motorcycles at the club amateur track day level is everybody's cheap and everybody's trying to figure out a way to get like another 20 fucking laps in without changing their tires or changing the oil again and, you know, saving a couple of bucks so you can spend it buying new leathers and broken parts. Right. And also does Yamaha or Honda have a refinery? No, no, so, they don't. No, so, it's yeah. kind of funny, right? So they're just, they're <laughs> buying oil from somebody else. So like, right, when, exactly. Like, when it says to use Honda oil and Honda motors. That's right, like, exactly. Not, they didn't make it. Only use HP4. <laughs> right. Well, then like a Harley, like right. your, your motor oil isn't going into your wet clutch. It's two separate. Yeah. Your primary mm-hmm. is separate from, so you could right. run anything you want in your motor. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. That's a very, very good point. And that's, I think, the takeaway. The takeaway from this is, don't get in your fucking head about this shit. If you got a CVT or you've got something that doesn't have a wet clutch, simply put, what kind of oil do I need? Does your motorcycle have a wet clutch? I don't fucking know. Then use the manual. Then I don't fucking care. Right. If you don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. If you don't know if you have a wet clutch or not, then I'm going to tell you just buy what it tells you to buy in your manual. Because you have not graduated to that level. Your beard is still very short, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you got a really, really long beard and you ask me what kind of oil you should buy, I'm going to think you might be an imposter. Or just Google, what is the best oil for my Go to any forum. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. That, is, that is the God's truth right there. Take two weeks off of work. Tell your wife you're not going to see her anymore. Nice. Uh, and that is, boy, ain't that the truth. Uh, so I am going to tell you that according to, uh, according to Yamaha, according to their owner's manual for the Smacks, for the Smacks, the X-Macks, um, it does say, (laughs) of course it does motherfuckers, but not only does it say Yamaloo, but it does, it specifically just 
all it says is 10 W 40. It does not specify mm-hmm. anything else because of course, what do they want you to do? They want you to use the house brand, right? That's that's, they're just making it a very clear thing that they just want you to use the house brand. And if you use the house brand, then your warranty be, will be good forever. But you know, you know whatever uh, it's, it's hilarious, but it is so true that people get so wrapped up in this shit and it it's yes. And if you ever talk to an old man with an Amsoil hat on, you're going <laughs> to fucking you're gonna call your, call Buy your him a beer or two. Call, call your next to kin. Cause you're going to be there a while. All yeah. I will say is if you have an old bike, yep. vintage Hondas and stuff, yep. Get something 30 weight, straight 30 mm-hmm. weight, non-detergent. Yep, absolutely. The detergent, you yep. want the, the, the di- most dinosaur oil you can find. And so, no friction yeah. modifiers, no nothing. Nothing. Just oil. And you know what is a good phrase for people that should know that if you like old motorcycles and stuff like that and you like old stuff, the term is straight 30. You know, if you're calling somebody up and you're like, I need to buy some oil for my motorcycle, I have an old motorcycle then the term you want to get used to saying is I need straight 30 or I need straight 40 because then you know that there's not a, there's not a multi-viscosity to the oil. It is just 30 weight oil, which is actually what most motorcycles were designed to run on prior to, you know, the invention of uh, the fuel injection systems and you everything else. you go to else. Home Depot in the lawnmower section, yeah. look oh, at the yeah. Brazen yeah. Stratton, it's 99 probably... cents has a picture of a wolf on it. Yeah. 30, <laughs> that's... 30, 30 weight, non-deterred. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to ammunition or oil, I do recommend looking for boxes that have wolves on them. <laughs> so if you have ammunition or oil that has a picture of a wolf on it somewhere, you're probably doing okay. You're probably going to be all right. Yeah. A wolf is usually a sign of quality um, or just cromulence. It's just perfectly cromulent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what you need. So it's, why no detergents though? Yeah. Well, because... Because of the clutch. Yeah. Yeah. And because... Nothing, the idea of adding these detergent esters to these oils that we're going to be putting in cars is all about compensating for bad maintenance habits. Right. And it's for keeping, not evaporative emission systems, but emission systems intact and kind of essentially those are toluene. Those are things that you really don't need or want in your motorcycle oil. And there's other things that are lubrication modifiers. So the detergents are one thing. The lubrication modifiers are another. Friction modifiers. Thank you. Friction modifiers. The problem is a lot of the detergents do present themselves as friction modifiers. So what might be sold as being a detergent might also have the effect of adding some uh, lubricity to the, the clutch plates and things like that. Pretty fucking interesting. But also just one of those things like if you don't know what to fucking do, read your goddamn manual. And if you don't have a goddamn manual, Rotella T6. Done. You're finished. <laughs> that's it. You could just buy one barrel of oil for your whole fucking house and be done with it. To be fair, that's how my garage is. Yes. Like, yeah. I didn't even think about it. And I'm reading through the manual anyways. First time yeah. I did the oil change. And I'm like, this thing doesn't have a fucking more clutch. I don't care. And right. I'm like, exactly. I'm using yep. Rotella anyways. It doesn't matter anyways. Right. And that's, boy, ain't that the fucking and truth, I, man. I'm a big fan of buying the barrel of oil. I really want to get it. Like, if it's like 325 yep. bucks for a barrel of Sunoco 10W30, mm-hmm. like this stupid yeah. stuff. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you have enough oil for a lifetime of oil changes. So Walmart was having a special last year and they had somehow fucked the world up. I don't know how they did it. They had Walmart had screwed themselves over so bad that for the price, because you can buy weird stuff from Walmart, just letting you know, they have outside vendors that you wouldn't suspect that they had as outside vendors. And they had a special on five gallon jugs of Rotella. Oh, yeah. I bought all of them. I bought 24 of them. That's what I took right. out to our yeah. SSRs. I yep. brought the big one. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And it was cheaper to buy 55 gallons, 11 jugs of Rotella via the five gallon buckets than it was to buy it in an actual drum. (laughs) Way cheaper. That's cheap. Plus they shipped it for free. So the drum, the drum you're looking at paying a hundred bucks, 200 bucks to have it shipped shows up on a pallet, giant pain in the dick for everybody. If you ever moved a full barrel of oil, you know, you know, 55 times eight, you know, the numbers get big real quick. Uh, so, but I want that empty $10 worth of barrel of oil. Look, the Rotella barrel and the, um, the Motul barrel and the Bell Ray barrel are sexy barrels. If you're going to, if you're going to have a bum fire, it feels really good to stand around a Bell Ray oil drum. It just for goes. about 20 minutes until it they burns smell right good. The fuck up. Yeah. Until the logo <laughs> burns off the side. Absolutely. And that's, you know, so I guess what I'm get, what I'm getting at is when you can buy oil that way. And if you're vigilant and you do see somebody make a huge mistake, because the difference between me buying 55 gallons of Walmart oil in a drum, right. And me buying 55 gallons of Walmart oil in five gallon containers that they ship to my house for free. Right. I saved like 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, most consumers aren't going to go through 55 gallons, but if most consumers will go through five gallons. And if you get five gallons in a, you know, of Rotella T6, that's pretty fucking handy. And if, if you think that you can't handle a five gallon jug, cause you know, 40 pounds is really going to be more than you can handle. Um, then have your neighbor come over and pour it in your motorcycle, get a funnel, whatever, turkey baster. Uh, that's, there's all good ways to get around that. So Yeah. It's, uh, it is the Honda oil isn't too expensive. If you go on Amazon, uh-huh. I, I bought a gallon. It was like twenty three fifty or something like right. that, mm-hmm. yeah. which yeah. I mean, you go to an auto parts store and buying the auto parts store brand is still 20 bucks a gallon. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I, well, yeah. I, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on that. And yeah. to Phil's thing at the Walmart last year at, on the website, they had a mistake, and this is where I got mine. Mm-hmm. They had a mistake. So one five galloner was I don't know what fifty five bucks or yeah. Uh, Rotella six is like sixty nine ninety nine. Give yeah, or take somewhere yeah. around there, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, when you and then they said or buy two yep. for yep. fifty nine ninety. Oh yeah, it was dude, like it was it was like yeah. two for that one. That was the deal. Whoa. That was the deal at Walmart. Yeah, the so deal at Walmart like was four of those fuckers, man. Yeah. Buy yeah. one get one, and that yeah. was the deal. You could buy it as a single pack of five gallons for fifty nine ninety nine, yeah. or you could buy it as a double pack. Of five gallons for fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, I don't know if it was a mistake. It's the or same what? jug. Yeah. They were literally yeah. just shrink wrapped together. Yeah. So yeah. it was a five gallon jug, but it was shrink wrapped to another five gallon jug. Yep. And uh, who did the copy work on that? Somebody who somebody, yeah, somebody right. fucked right. up big yeah. time. Yeah. Those must have been bottled way back when in the mid beginning of COVID when oil went to negative two dollars yeah. a barrel yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah. Get yeah. this shit out of here. That's that negative two dollar stuff, man. We gotta get yeah. rid of that. It is and. Uh, Rotella and Shell also always has coupons. So you can always look in, in Shell's website. They'll always have a coupon for Rotella because it's T6. It's their premium product. And so they usually have a $10 coupon. So that's something that you can snag onto if you are looking at purchasing oil for your motorcycle or for your scooter or for, or for who gives a shit what it is. The only thing you can't put it in is a fucking two stroke. Well, so, and, and, and honestly, I think you can. <laughs> but one of the other good parts about Rotella, and this came from the Adventure Rider dudes, yeah. is that since it is a diesel truck oil, you can find it all over the place. Yes. And that's the, yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and there's, and you guess if you want to read fucking bullshit, engineering, marketing, nerd shit, Rotella (laughs) T6 is covered in it. Uh, but the point being that you're just like, look, it's, it's going to fucking work and it it is going to work. And I'm sure right now we said somebody's fucking super angry at us. Yeah. Beating the 
beating the well, fucking that, keyboard you know to death. Funny. That was a lot of talking about oil. It was. There's more talking about oil than we ever normally do here. I can summarize yeah. the oil argument, though. Like, everybody's like, oh, I wrote, I had a bike for 30 years and I used this oil. And like, this guy, oh, I had this for five years and it blew mine up. Well, there's, 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 there's guys that are 105 that drank whiskey and smoked every day. Yeah, and then there's guys true. that died yeah. at 35. So, yep. you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. And again, we had one, we have a customer that came in that swears up and down, like absolutely is completely convinced that his motor blew up because the wrong oil. Mm-hmm. Right, it had He's oil in it. Completely convinced the motor blew up because he had the wrong oil in it. And, and James put it very succinctly: we would have tested it, but there was none in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can't test what isn't there. Right. So unless you drained all the oil out of it before you brought it into us, which you wrote in, oh no, it wasn't the oil. The oil didn't blow your motor up. The lack of oil oil blew your fucking motor up. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have been the the difference. The true definition of any port in a storm is when you're on a cross country trip on your motorcycle or something that, you know, resembles like I had an idea and now I'm 2000 miles from home (laughs) and you, you check your dipstick and you're like, and smoke. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, I need fucking oil. Well, I am been the guy that has gone to the dumpster behind the gas station and grabbed all the plastic bottles and just poured a little bit of whatever was left in the bottom of each bottle. And I would have gone through a dumpster, no questions asked. The gas station's closed. And just, you get a half an ounce out of 20 bottles, you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while. And you get kind of a Heinz 57 blend, you know. It's a nice semi-synthetic 5W90. It's perfect. Yeah. So that sort of works sometimes. Got me from Texas to home. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I did, I continued to check the dipstick after, you know, after I did that. Do you remember yeah. the old commercials? They don't have them anymore because I think they all got sued. Are we still talking about oil? Yeah, apparently. Cinch always yeah. has one more story. Well, just because uh, it, it, remind, it reminded me. Do you remember when they do the advertisements? It's like so good and they'd, they'd un- a thing and they'd let drain all the oil out. Yes. Oh, it's like yeah, you can yes. run it for five hours. Right? Yeah. And it was like yeah. complete bullshit. And so people were like, oh, fuck it. Okay, I'll do it. And all that Teflon shit. Yeah. 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 Remember yeah, that? All the Teflon shit. And it was, it. everybody was just Teflon. Yeah. And then of course, what did we learn? Teflon's really fucking bad for you. Yeah. And everybody's like, it's got slick snot 50 in it yeah. or whatever. It's <laughs> you're, we're putting pure Teflon in your oil. Yeah. Oh, Z 50 and Z oh. and all the, where's all that oil? Where's all that Teflon going to be, uh, 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 turned into vapor. A foot under my dick. <laughs> Where is my exhaust gases from my engine? Right. Where's my engine venting? Under my asshole. Yeah. So when I'm sitting on my bike, all the... Don't breathe through your asshole. All of the fucking <laughs> Teflon that's coming out of this stuff and everything is literally just going where? Into my fucking nose holes. Yeah, right. You know, it's going up under my helmet and then killing my my future babies. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's why my kids are going to have testicles. I mean, tentacles. Because they fucking got... You're not having any kids. I'm not having any kids. <laughs> Houdini and Jesus. He yeah. keeps putting his testicles all over me. Yep. You mean the, tentacles? The, big, big difference. Big difference. Yeah. It is, yeah, my two children. Houdini and... You saw that. Yeah. Off Dead. Dude, if you haven't seen Better Off Dead, yeah, yeah that, that's a that's a tough one you got there. Um, but I I feel like in the motorcycle community that more friendships have been sacrificed 
over, you know, questions about chain lube and oil and fucking dark side in your tires. And whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Scott's oilers. Deep real quick. Scott's oilers. You get some old men together. You get some fucking 70 year old dudes with BMWs together talking about Scott's oilers and you got yourself. An oh yeah. Director. Fuck. Yeah. I shared some of my premium chain lube with cinch yeah, out of did. the property. Too. Okay. Yeah. It's the reclaimed oil chain lube. That was the that was the oil out of the generator <laughs> in a half gallon milk jug. I poked a nice little hole in it so oh, you yeah. can dispense it on. And it's cool because the viscosity, like you hold it, and it just goes. <laughs> 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 Guess what? That was better than nothing on those chains. I'll tell you that it's clinging well. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I, 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 again, it fucking works, man. Mm-hmm. It, just, it fucking works. Uh, I. We are now at the official winter storage part of our our season. Mm. And if you go into my service department, we're definitely in the working on vintage shit. Because you've seen more fucking... Like, when we shot the Moto Stories for Halloween, oh, yeah, yeah. every bike on every lift was a vintage bike. Yeah, it looked good for It's the, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. We are two totally different shops, winter versus summer. Yeah. And all of the winter storage bikes are coming in. But the one dude who brought the BMW in, R9T, he brought us a, a track stand because the R9T has a single-sided swing arm with a big hole in the middle you can shoot a cat through. And he brought the, <laughs> like, the pit bull stand for it so it wouldn't be leaning on its side stand over the winter. Oh, fucking baller. He put uh, boat gas in it. He, he, he put ethanol-free fuel in it. Like, this guy... When I talked to him on the phone, he's like, I'm bringing his bike in for winter storage. I was like, well, you know, we do this and we do this and we do this. And he's like, no, so hold on. Um, I did that. 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 Like he was fucking awesome. And he's like, I got my adapter for my battery tender. Would you like me to bring my battery tender? Would you like me to use your battery tender? What battery tender do you use? And I was like, well, we use Optimates around here where the battery term is battery tender is more of a generic term. Oh, that's good. Cause I was going to bring my own Optimate. Oh, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I love this guy. I was like, you're fucking awesome, man. You're awesome. And again, I, I rode the R9T today. I've owned those. They hurt. Like they're, they're one of those motorcycles. It's beautiful to look at. But then when you ride it, you're like, oh God, this is just like, there's so many wrong things happening here at the same time, but it's so beautiful. Which, which, the BMW R9T. I saw it in the back oh, of the yeah. pickup truck when yeah. I was coming home from work. You must have been hauling it over to the I warehouse. was taking it over to the warehouse, yeah. And that's, uh, the BMW R9T has been this like, I'm sorry, did I hear you say Cafe Racer? Mm-hmm. Oh. And somebody's like, yeah, you heard me say Cafe Racer three fucking years ago. <laughs> and BMW went, well, we just showed up, man. Give us a break. So yeah, the BMW R9T is BMW's Oil head motor, so I would it's call still that a boxer. More of a bistro racer. It's higher caliber than cafe, <laughs> than a cafe. cafe racer. Well, Look, man, they call it a cafe racer. Um, it has a little button on the dashboard, so if it breaks down, they send a helicopter for you. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, this is the the BMW R9T. Um, the R9T has come in. What did we call it? The uh, the. Uh, it came in with an. It came from the factory with knobbies on it. Oh yeah, and uh, it was yeah, the urban scrambler or some shit. Didn't they call it that or the? Oh, urban? it was the the turbine. <laughs> the turbine. It was the R nine T urban. Oh so yeah, we called yeah, it the R nine turbine. Yeah, yeah, that was the R nine turbine. Yeah, I think BMW engineers just were looking at Craigslist. They're like, we could do this exactly. <laughs> like, I've seen well, what happened world. is the first guy saw a picture of a, a Moto Guzzi Grizzo uh-huh. and went. We also have two cylinders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then everybody else went, oh, cool. 
does it need to carry a passenger? And they went, not really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. This is going to be more for the guy who's already arrived and his wife's, you know, getting her hair done or something. And, right. you know, he's going to go on one ride a month. So fuck it. They're amazing bikes. They're super fun. And Do they come with brown leather jackets. Only. Only. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, but they did this one. And so this is one of those ones. This is the, uh, the R90 oh, Racer, which is just beautiful. It's a gorgeous motorcycle until you sit on it. And then you sit on it and you're like, what the fuck? Who pissed you off, BMW? Like, where on the doll did the man touch you is everything <laughs> about the fucking R90. See, yeah. And so everybody always talks about like, you know, like one of the best things you can do is go to a dealership and sit on bikes to know. Oh, yeah. yeah it's also yeah. one of the worst things you yes, can do. It because is. I assume that the Z900 was going to be as com- uncomfortable as that fucking thing. Right. And so I just resigned to not getting one. And then yeah, there yeah. happened to be one at a dealership and I sat on it. And I'm like, fuck, this thing doesn't God suck. God damn it. It doesn't yeah, suck. Yeah, yeah, I so. hate that it doesn't suck. Yeah. But I assumed it was going to be, because that thing's terrible. You have to be, you have to be like 22 <laughs> to sit on one of those things. Man. The R9T is one of those ones that, again, I don't care. The motor is a great motor. The transmission is a fine transmission. You know, your output shaft and your, you know, mm-hmm. your, your final drive will self-destruct every 60,000 miles because it's a BMW and they just do that. And that's part of owning one. But I mean, that bike, so that was the one I had was a 2015. It's a great looking yeah. bike. It's a beautiful bike. Um, but, you know, there were problems. They took the front end off of their S1000RR, which is a racing motorcycle, um, and they didn't consult the rest of the engineering team if they <laughs> thought that was a decent idea or not. So, you know, anytime you'd ride the thing, you just didn't have any front suspension at all to speak of. But it's one of those motorcycles, and today was one of those days where you're talking about winter storage, where you just get to visit some of these bikes that mm-hmm. you've been like, wow, I haven't seen one of these in a long time. And, uh, yeah, and it's fun. You know, it's like the winter storage thing and you go over to the warehouse and right now we're just kind of pushing them at the warehouse and then I'm going to go over there and organize everything and make it all pretty. But, uh, it is, it right now, if you look in the warehouse, you're like, if I was rich, this could be my garage. (laughs) And you're like, we've got a Moto Guzzi California with all the bags on it. We've got like, honestly, I could just be like, okay, yeah, your bikes are in storage, Chris. It's fine. <laughs> and where'd Phil go? Oh, he went away. Yeah. <laughs> he went away. He had a 21 foot trailer and he just fucked off. I wonder how many bikes were on my, I wonder how many miles were on my bike when I put it in storage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys changed the oil while you had it made sure it didn't go bad. Yeah. Your oil's yeah. great. Needs tires though. We had to change it twice. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, my bike didn't show up with white walls. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got it on jack stands, running it in reverse, trying to get yeah, the miles, take, take oh, the yeah. miles off. Yeah, Bueller, oh, Bueller, yeah. Bueller. So there's a, that doesn't work. So there's a nope. question for you. Yeah, why not drain the oil on a bike for winter? Okay, I think the biggest problem with that would be to like you forget, you forget. to fill it back up. So if you're gonna do something Ooh, like that, that's a good reason. But I also think too. Uh, I mean, I mean, keeping every oh, oh, it's not like the whole engine. You know full what, of oil. Chris? I've got a great statement for you. Do. I'll make a I'll make a declarative statement. Do drain your oil for the winter, and then take one more step, which is to replenish it with new oil. <laughs> right? <laughs> Problem solved. You've done the first thing, yeah, and you've modified it, making it better. So we know that draining the oil out would be a good thing to do. If you then did things to make sure that the lack of oil didn't cause you a problem, like seals, you know, getting hard and stuff like that. So then do the other thing. And that is put fresh oil in it, which everybody should do before they store their bike. And then also fog it, as we talked about before, with fogging oil and stuff like that. So what about this? So like, what if you like went and just bought some cheap shit oil, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. and you filled the fucking motor up? Yep. 
yep. and left it over with or kerosene or sure or something yeah i had an asshole i mean a, a customer do that once and uh he thought the best way to winter store his bike was he filled the entire thing up with kerosene well, I'm not saying like uh, all the way. I don't know. No, no. Case. Hey, it is a great way to preserve your motorcycle. But yeah, rust can't to, start there. You got to remember. You have to tell everybody in the planet that you've done that. Yeah. Like, so if you're planning on dying in the next kind of year or so, <laughs> yeah, right. your kids should know about that. Well, I mean, <laughs> because <laughs> eventually when they bring the motorcycle to me to like work on it and shit, right. and I'm like, okay, well, we, you know, let's put a battery on it. Let's just see if there's any compression. Let's just have at it, baby. <laughs> If your motor's full of fucking non-compressible engine oil and I spin that thing and the top end's full of non-compressible engine oil, yeah. guess who's going to bend a crank? Yeah. Guess who's going to bend a rod? Oh, like, Yonky Phil. Yeah. Oh, the SEC <laughs> racing guys, my buddy right. Ray, you know Ray. I know Ray. They When they store their cars, they take yeah. the water out of the motors, but yes. then they put a big sticker, yeah. you know, like no water. Yeah, yeah. Because right. they're not yeah. going to drive it all right. winter and they don't oh, use antifreeze. Yes. Yeah. Yes to all you the above. Lock out, I mean, tag out that thing. Lock yeah. out, tag out. That's right. Hide the keys True. in the coolant, you know, whatever the fuck yeah. you got to do. But like, seriously... I zip tie my keys. Well, it doesn't yeah. work on this bike, but like, it's fucking sucks. But honestly, God, I used to, whenever I did the oil changes, yeah. I just zip tie the keys. Yeah. So that way it's like, right. you, I got to cut it. Why, yeah. why the fuck are they zip tied? <laughs> like, uh, I have a couple of customers that are definitely of the camp of, I'm going to change my oil in November and I'm going to change my oil in April. Mm. So it gets new oil before it goes to bed mm-hmm. and it gets new oil when it wakes up from bed and does not drive a mile in between those two. Yeah, they got money. Good for They us. swear by it. And I'm like, then why are you using synthetic? Yeah. On the front end. <laughs> right. If you're right. going to throw it away anyway. Right. Right. Or whatever you want. Yeah. Right. And I would at least, I think you should actually run the bike for a minute. Yeah. Because if you're putting the new oil in there, yeah. well, so shouldn't you take it for a quick little ride to let right. the new oil get into the clutch and absolutely, rinse off the oils, you know absolutely like, put oh, fresh oil in it in November. Or if also, if you, <laughs> <laughs> also if, if you do that, all back. You have plenty of oil for like your lawn mowers and all the other bullshit you don't care about in the spring. You know, yeah. you can use that motor oil for that. Oh, my fucking lawn mowers. Most of my mowers just get used to motor oil anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's all my mowers have ever had ever is fucking Motul or, you know, Bell Ray or whatever. It if I change right. them at that. I, I Are we still talking about oil? Once right. a, once a yeah. mower. <laughs> that, that's just it, right? I, How often I, do you well, change oil in your mower? You once a mower. You about it or something? <laughs> I've, I've never changed oil in my snow blowers and I've yeah. never changed it in my lawn mowers. Me neither. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I have just, I've added it but, uh, <laughs> I've talked, but you don't need to because they don't get enough hours on them i mean true they're just yeah. they don't, they just need don't. 10 minutes a month and now they're so, electric yeah. so it's electric yeah um oh speaking of electric shit boogie woogie woogie <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So boogie boogie. John fucked me over and I was a guy that had red tools. I used to own red tools and you, some of you know what it means. Um, all my tools were red. All my electric tools Milwaukee. were red. Okay. Yeah. I was a big fan of Milwaukee, right? And my whole world was based on an M12 operating system or an M24 Don't operating system. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but John made the mistake of getting me like the inflator mouse, you know, like the, the Ryobi inflator thing. Badass. And he got me the, you know, he got me the, the drill kit and everything else. And so I have unfortunately learned how to speak green. Okay. <laughs> and so in case anybody hasn't been paying attention due to advanced consumer marketing and taking dads, taking advantage of dads, Ryobi has 255 attachments. 
attachments. What? Yeah. So based around a battery system of 18 volts or 40 volts, they have 255 attachments. Not for their Dremel tool. No, 255 attachments for their battery. They have six different leaf blowers. You need one, right? Okay. But here's the trick. And this is the one. This is the freebie from your Unky Phil. Hi, my name's Leaf. <laughs> hey, buddy. So here's the freebie from your Unky Phil. Leave me alone. This, <laughs> this little bad mamma jamma, when it first came out, this, uh, come on, baby, you can do it. I promise you can get it right there right now. So uh, the Ryobi, this thing sits on top of your 18-volt battery, and it's a fucking Dremel. Okay, it's a corded Dremel. Now, they make one of these where the battery is in the hand, like, yeah. so you right. have this handle that's the size of an electric toothbrush, mm-hmm. but then you got this two-pound fucking battery on the end of it, right. which is kind of insane. Yeah. Okay, eh. this is the one you want to have. So this is the one that has the cord going to the power supply. The motor is in the handle, so the motor's not in the so base So is this unit. your Christmas list, or what are we getting? We're not yeah. talking Christmas, so we'll, we can do one of those later, but I'm telling you guys, this exists in the world. Mm-hmm. And for 39 fucking dollars, you are going to thank me because that's the thing about Ryobi. When I looked at that, I yeah. well, first of all, that inflator, my buddy had one, yep. and I'm like, this is awesome. Yes, it is. Phil needs this yeah. at the shop. It's you can buy the inflator things. itself yep. is like thirty some bucks, right? But mm. you have to buy a drill and an impa- yeah. I bought a drill and an impactor right. yeah. to get the batteries. To get the batteries. But once yeah. you have a set of batteries and a charger. Right. The world's your oyster for Absolutely. all the... And so if you want, if you haven't been converted yet to Team Green and you need a battery and a charger, so you take an extra 30 bucks and it goes from 39 bucks to 69 bucks and you get a charger and a battery, right? The small, that might be one of battery. the cheapest ways to get a battery that and a charger. That is the cheapest way to buy a charger and a battery, by the way, is getting the battery and a charger as something built into the Ryobi rotary tool because that rotary tool without the battery, that exact tool today is seventy nine ninety five. That's that sale on that item starts in three days. So podcast listeners, this has already happened. Right. But for us, that item is not on store shelves yet at that price of thirty nine ninety nine. Well, you go buy it today, it's seventy nine bucks. And don't forget, Black Friday's coming up, so there's going to be all kinds. This of- is one of those things. So yeah. this is one of those items that that qualifies as that. But if you did think, if you were thinking, you know what, fuck it, I need a rotary tool because we also I bought the Ryobi. Uh, soldering iron. That's what I was going to ask you. So, that. Yeah, yeah, so I bought the Ryobi soldering iron, which I have the Milwaukee soldering iron, which has an M12 battery in it, which lasts about 11 minutes, right? And it works good, and it's good for tight spots and getting into weird places and stuff like that. It's when you might not want to use a butane soldering iron, or you mm-hmm. don't, like, because sometimes some of the butane soldering irons don't get very spicy, and so you need that heat. And with the, and you also have to watch. They also have heat that comes out the side. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I have my fingers uh, can attest to that. The, uh, so yeah, butane soldering irons yeah. work on a venturi principle. So air comes in one side, fire gets made, and then air goes out the side. And if the you exhaust. put your finger down there, yeah. it's good for shrink wrap, bad for fingertips. Yep. Uh, really cool. It works great on shrink wrap. Works really bad on fingertips. So that's a big fucking deal. Well, I got the Ryobi base station, like a welder welding station, you know, like you have at your desk, but instead it's just a welding station that sits on top of the 18 volt battery. Yay. So it's like there. So you could use whatever size battery you like to use and you're ready and it's game on. And it is the fucking best soldering iron I have ever used. And all of the weller tips fit it. So if you're cheap, like I am, and you have 26 weller tips, 
because you've been using Weller irons your whole fucking life since you were 12 years old or whatever, then these tips all go on. And that's what I think was really smart that Ryobi did was they made a soldering system that uses those exact cheapo tips, which you can get, you know, 12 different tips for 20 bucks or something. So really freaking smart. Well, that's a really good tip. It is a good yeah. tip. Yeah. Hey, excellent. I, I do dig that. So I did have another product I wanted to bring out and show to our podcast listeners or podcast people. That and this is not a Christmas present. This is something you should have in your fucking toolbox. Oh, yeah. Oh shit. What could it be? Is it going to be know. red? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it, <laughs> I think it's big. What is it? Oh. Oh yeah, I saw those. Yeah, that's perfect. It's not Lego. I promise it's Close not enough. Lego. It looks like Lego. Right. It's not here. Lego. I'm going to hand these out. I just bought these. Yeah, right. yeah, I got so a couple good. different sets, right? Oh, I got the clear ones. I got the individuals so cool. that slide together. These things are yeah, so yeah, fun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, take one and pass it. You know, it's just like communion, right? you know, take them, pass them around. Pass yeah. a Just pass them around so everybody can kind of play with them. I just started doing the electric work on my bike. Yeah. So these little fuckers are time savers. Keep passing them. Yeah. Keep passing them. Pass and them I mean, fucker. Yeah, they, they, I'm they, looking at them. Just them pass it. We'll play with them later. You have some more. You know, other people would like to look at them too. How do you say keep passing in Spanish? And they, I mean, they All will right. hold fucking like tiny okay. ass so wires. Does everybody like, have one yet? I have one. Chris, ready? I like the oh. Battlestar Galactica oh, yeah. colors. Yeah. Yes. So what? I, so what's crazy about these things? So the technical term for these, um, you know, different manufacturers have made these, um, but what they are is they are, uh, they're spring-loaded splicing connectors, right? And what is magical about them, and I'm going to go ahead and pull it up on the big, big, spring, the big screen, but um, you can jam... A couple of three, four wires in there. Or jelly. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it holds like fucking shark's teeth. Yeah. They are so cool. Now, the, there's a company called Wago, and Wago makes the pretty ones. Wago makes, and they're not that expensive. You know, you get 50 of them for 20 bucks or whatever. And I'll pull up the picture of the Wago so you can see the Wago. And the Wago is the smallest, most low profile version of this. Um, and they're, they're fine. They, they all work exactly the same way. What I do find is difficult about the Wago is this, the tabs are really tiny. You almost need to have a tweaker. You have to, to hold, get in there. hold it open since. So like when you're sticking the wire, you have to yeah. hold the orange thing, yep. stick it in and yeah. let it go. Open it all the way up. All break the way it, to 90. All the way to 90. Oh, oh you really? can pop it okay. all the way All the way to 90. That's it exactly right. It feels like right. it's going to break, but it won't. It's not going to break. Right. Oh. And so that's the Wago version we have up on yep. the big screen right now. That's the Wago. And that, um, I'll still these things are okay. So you want to, you want to put some, you want to burned out taillight on your motorcycle? You got a burned out taillight. That's fine. You didn't run your wires right in the fucking tire ground through the wire under your taillight fixture. You just want to test the taillight and see if it's going to work on your fucking motorcycle. Grab these. No more twisting two wires together and putting a fucking wire nut on it. You fucking hillbillies. Don't ever come to my shop ever again. That's horrible. Get this fucking thing and you can get a whole boat of them for 20 bucks. Yep. And you can put many wires in there. Mm -hmm. And when you throw this bitch down and Renee got herself the first time, she closed it on her finger. It hurts a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So wait, so the three, when you put a wire in here, is it oh, connected? Oh, Renee. They're all the same. They're all junctioned. Yep. Yeah, they're so, junctioned. So, so this, when it goes in here, it's connecting all of them together. All, it, yeah. all okay. of them are connecting all of them. Right, right. exactly. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, one connector to rule them all. Yes. And so what? why these things are so fantastic is you got one or two of these in your toolbox and you oh, break yeah. a wire somewhere, oh, yeah. anywhere on your motorcycle, you're, you're fucking golden. And oh, when they're in there, 
I don't care who you are. I don't care who taught you how to solder. It is not better than this. I watched, I gave one to James with uh, two 18 gauge wires jammed into it. I was like, okay, here you go, dude. Tear it apart because the harder you pull it, the tighter it gets. Mm-hmm. and he pulled the insulation. <laughs> yeah, he ripped the insulation off the fucking thing and never let go. I was like, okay, that is James tested, James approved. And <laughs> oh, I'm always looking for something that, and you know, if you, and uh, the trick is if you open both of them and you put your finger there and you push it down, it'll bite you. <laughs> yeah. And it got Renee and Renee fucking yelled at me because I handed it to her and I didn't tell her what it was. And I yeah. just like handed it to her open, knowing full well that what was going to happen next Yep, I got yelled at. So they call them lever nuts. Like there's all these different words for them. But um, this is one of my new favorite tools or new favorite devices. Because Does it have anything that will splice into a line without cutting the line? No. Hmm. Not side by side, but you through know, like line? we had the yeah, old three yeah. M thing. Yeah, the old three like, M's. Well, those the speaker taps we used to call the three M wire taps. Right. Um, the problem with those is fifty one point three percent of the time when you put a, a T tap. On the wire, it breaks the wire. It cuts through yeah, the wire. That's right. Yeah. And you know, those oh, are the plastic ones like that have the, 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 yeah, the guillotines on them. Got yeah. It. And that's one of those items that you're just like, God damn it. You know, it's, and it's clunky and you got to wrap the thing around it. And it's all just to do a splice without cutting and, you know, adding to you it. You don't want to lose your strands. You don't want to lose your strands. Exactly. And I've had more of those fail because it seems like every set of heated grips, every fucking set of fog lights and everything comes with those bullshit stereo splicers, right? Those uh, taps. And they are always, they always cut the strands. They always damage it. And you're like, oh, well, all of a sudden we have this uh, Honda Rebel that we had in the front. And we were like, well, the left rear turn signal works sometimes. Well, the guy had tapped in to some other part of the bike to get LED lights put in. And of course, he used those fucking taps and he used those taps. And guess what, pal? You're fucked. So those taps are destructive. This is not destructive. This is going to work just fine for you. And these come in different forms. So like yeah. the ones I just used are the open end. So displace two straight. wires. Yeah. Right? So perfect. they're straight yeah. and that they're nice and yeah. they have side clips. So if you need like three or four, yeah. they'll all join together. Yeah. Yeah, they're really nice. Oh, I got all yeah, kinds yeah. of them. Yeah. So you could cut the wire, put two wire, put both ends in there yeah. and then tap into that way. Yeah. Yeah. Trap thingy. Mm -hmm. And these things are rated to, yeah, these are rated to 30 amps and 200 volts. I was just going to say, I saw. Yeah. Really? It's crazy how over, over juiced they are. Right. But that's just one of those things. That's impressive, man. It is really (laughs) impressive. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Uh, Yeah. These, these are a little toolbox tip. That if you if you've ever worked with this shit, you've been on we've been on the side of the road. We understand. Yeah. There's there's times when you just are like I'm just boned, and yeah. as as opposed to, um, I mean the, the kits you can buy the kits of these things and you can give these out to all your friends because one kit this is the one I'm pulling up right now. Jeez. It's the glue toad, yeah. <laughs> the glue toad lever wire connector compact spikes and kit. Dude, there are 30, 50, 60 connectors in there for 18 bucks, right? You can get, look, if you do, yeah, 16 goddamn dollars, that's fantastic. And they do them, they call them cage type, or of course, if you're smart, the butt terminal. So the butt terminals are sexy. You know, that's your, if you're going to work in a row, you want to have the butt terminal, right? Yep. It's always look, look for, you know, uh, again, on the butt terminal, 
Yeah, that's Gazauda only. I wonder if you, yeah. you might not even have to strip the wire when you put it in it because it has a. Th- it's got a it's got a guillotine built into it. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's one of those things. I, I mean, my wires. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what it does if you don't even strip it. You just strip I'm going to guess that it probably gets through it, but you know, in this particular so. kit, it comes with a it comes with a bitchin' wire stripper in there too. So yeah, the end, in the, the kit. End, well, it wants oh, it you does? to strip them then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it comes with a wire stripper in it. It comes in like my first wire stripper. You know, one of these deals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are. Yeah, I mean, these are good when you're gonna do uh, when you're doing a lot on the job site kind of thing. These are handy to have in your pocket to spin them and, and whatnot. But they're no they're no substitute for a proper. And, and probably stripping. the rating for the the current. You're better off stripping it. If it's of course, just a, a point I would. Of, I, look, as long as I have a gap between work. my teeth. Yeah. As long as I have this gap between my teeth, exactly. there's no wire yeah. in the world I'm not stripping. Fuck Doinks. that. Yeah. yeah. God put God put that here for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's not just so I can shoot water at unsuspecting people. <laughs> it is a wire stripper. Yeah. My mom, my whole, the whole life, my mom was like, teeth are not tools, Philip. Teeth are not tools. And I was like, yeah. And why are they there? <laughs> Why'd they put them inside my mouth? Which is so clearly another thing to hold things with. Yeah. And why do they put them in my dick holster? I don't know. That's well, just, that was the worst thing. I was just today at the, at the, um, at, at work and mm-hmm. I had the mask cause I had to. Right. And that thing came up because I was I was wiring some stuff, and all of a sudden I put the the tool in my mouth and trying to hold it. I was like, "Fucking!" Oh, you had your mask on. Yeah, I was like, "I need my third fucking hand." I can't put it in my mouth. And it is literally God to people it. who work. I mean, I'm gonna be the first one to tell you, if you come into my shop. I probably have at least four or five screws in my mouth. Right. Right. There's I was going to say, you know, yeah. you're, you know, been doing this for a while. If you yeah. know, if you can tell the difference between blue and red Loctite flavor. <laughs> the flavor. <laughs> yep. So one, one, <laughs> one pro tip when you're doing that. Yeah. Do not put shrink tubing. Yeah. In your mouth. Oh, really? That thing is disgusting. Oh, <laughs> shrink wrap. The taste will shrink not leave. Tastes pretty bad. Yeah. Will not yeah. leave you shrink for a week. Shrink wrap tastes terrible. See? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Loctite's pretty good. It's kind of sweet. <laughs> it is sweet. Loctite is crazy it sweet. Must have some glycerin. Loctite yeah. tastes Michael good. It does. It, I mean, I'll be the first <laughs> to tell you if you if you're the listening red, to this podcast, good. Red, red Loctite tastes good. <laughs> it, does. it does. It's I'll crazy. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> shocking how sweet it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. I always wondered if it was just sugar. Like <laughs> they spent all this money and it's just they they liquid- sell you a tenth of an ounce of sugar for nine dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. It's sugar with red yeah. food coloring to keep yeah. it emulsified. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably like that because I, I remember being like in, in junior high and, yeah. and soldering stuff. Yeah. I love the smell of of flux, flux yeah. burning. Yeah. Yeah. Flux is it smells yeah. so fucking good. I was like, Loctite doesn't sound. That That's bad. actually how they put you into nerd classes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They hand yeah. you a soldering iron and flux, and if you're it's like, just like burn shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, you can put this football jersey out for somebody else. <laughs> Oscar's going into He's sniffing the flux. All right. Uh, yeah. All right, that's cool. A little stem for this guy over here. There you go. A little stem classes action for him. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna won't worry about any of the sports teams at all for this guy. No, we're good to go. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. And that's I mean, this is it. I spent my entire high school career between the shop and band. So, I mean, in my high school, they were on opposite sides of the building. So I would routinely be seen at maximum velocity getting from industrial tech 
to the band room yeah. and not stopping at any classes in between. <laughs> it was like, don't, history, when am I going to need that? Yeah. Civics? Fuck You already, already passed. Right. <laughs> already Algebra? <laughs> nah, got a multimeter. <laughs> I still use my tuba skills every fucking day. Uh-huh. Uh, all that sousaphone training really paid off. Uh-huh. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Fa- I bought a Yamaha piano. I bought a you know a Yamaha keyboard uh, because I just wanted to like have it at the house so I can just noodle through some stuff. And you know, it, I only bought it because it was broken. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy a motor- musical instrument I could play. I bought a musical instrument <laughs> I could take apart and fix. <laughs> I bought a broken keyboard because I wanted a broken keyboard. Sure. <laughs> That's it. And my wife hates it. Like my wife is just like, <laughs> "What the fuck is that smell?" And I'm like. That's Oscar's favorite cologne. I'm, yeah. I'm, soldering. <laughs> yeah, I'm soldering in the living room. The cat's dragging his tail across my hot soldering iron. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. This is, <laughs> my, di- my cocktail table in my mm-hmm. dining room is spring-loaded, so it goes up to be like a dining height table. Oh, nice. It's, you know, Ikea. And uh, it does things. It does many things. But I've got this giant Yamaha keyboard, 88 full keys set up there, and I've got it all taken apart, you know, 900 screws in a metal tin, you know, magnetic... Co- I've got all the cool shit there. I've made myself a little workstation and I can watch YouTube at the same time. (laughs) So I'm like, and that's also where I eat my meals. I'm surprised (laughs) it's been there though because you have cats. Yeah. Like Mike, anytime I have something on a table, yeah. the cat's like, Whoop. well, and that's the magic of the, the Ikea table because when they knock it off, it just goes into the storage area. I the Ikea table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can't knock it off the way the keyboard. They knock it off into the storage bin of the, the yeah, that's exactly it. That's why it's perfect. So it's, nice. it is. And again, if your wife is so accommodating to let you turn the cocktail table into, but it's COVID. Nobody's been to our fucking house <laughs> ever since it all started for 18 months. We could be just naked in there all the time and nobody would ever fucking know. The cats don't care. They just don't give a shit. Yeah, we didn't turn the heat on until the other day and it was just because we couldn't get the cats off of us. Yeah, we we're like, we gotta turn the heat on. We can't go anywhere. The uh, What when we are considering what we're going to be doing, I think we need to make a Porco trip. Yes. Yeah. So today when Chris and I were doing our recon at Porco, we, we clarified it with management that we are given the green light to have our podcast there next week. Nice. So it will be a cocktail fueled podcast. Okay. So we'll bring the, uh, the tanukis to, uh, they have them there. Oh, fucking A. Arrangements have been made. Of course they have. <laughs> yeah. Arrangements have been made. I think the rule is going to be Cleveland Moto guys only drink out of Tanuki's from now on, period. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have to figure out. But the room is wonderful. It's the sex room. Yeah. Uh, Straw goes in his neck. Well, you see, he's got a tracheostomy. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got a tracheotomy hole right there. So you can just kind of like breathe. You can smoke a little cigarette through there. Just like my grandpa did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the dry ice coming up through it. Yeah, it's a beautiful. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Grandpa was a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it. that's cool. Anybody got anything else? No. We got to get fucking Smith to come back here and tell us a joke. I know. What is he yeah. doing over there? I don't oh, know. I, I think joke, he availed joke, himself joke, to the little boy's joke. room. Oh, yeah. The, uh, it could have been. 
So I yeah. just noticed on the on the mug He's itself, there, actually, the nutsack stores like half of the the, the amount of oh liquor. the balls. Yeah, so the balls are oh, hollow. So, so the balls are actually going to be full of delicious liquor. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all Milky that goodness. prosperity. Look at all that prosperity. That's right. Give it a rub. And a tummy to exemplify wealth and uh, trustfulness. I guess was what they were saying. So yeah. And the promissory note. And the promissory note and a bottle of booze. Yeah. Gotta love the tanuki. Uh, and we're getting a lot of firepower on the comments about the Tanuki too. Yeah, so. let's, uh, what's out yeah. there and the, what's the chatter? Uh, let's go ahead. I'm going to go give you a second. I'll just go and pull it up real quick. So right, Well, you're pulling that up. Yep. Let me announce <laughs> this week's sponsor, Moto Stories with Unky Phil, yeah. which is one year, old, one year old this coming week. No shit. Yeah, that's uh, badass. So any listener out there that hasn't gone and subscribed, you're doing yourself a disjustice. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? It's free. Disjustice. It don't cost nothing. Disjustice right? it sounds more... <laughs> More severe. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it does. You dissed does. yourself. You disjusticed yourself. The uh, because it is a silly and oh, look the motor stories thing. Eventually. If you listen to this podcast, you might be a future future moto stories. Yeah, because oh, yeah. Pete. Moto GP. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, moto story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right there. There oh, is. Yeah. You know you're. Shenana foolery, your Tom Shannigans. We'll come up. It's all going to come back to haunt you. I guarantee it. <laughs> we are going. Look, we take stupid on the road every time we, we go. We take pride knowing that nobody that's been on Moto Stories can run for political office. <laughs> no, never. It's a requirement. No, 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 no. Yeah. Do you, I mean, you guys, those of you who are here today, we're, you know, we're bullshitting around before the podcast and we're talking to Renee and like, Dearly you beloved. know that like the million dollar get is going to be getting Renee on a moto story. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. That's never going to happen. That. And never. I, John, you're right. You're absolutely never. right. The only thing we better hope is she that turned she turned down a $50,000 discovery channel deal. <laughs> she did. That's not, yeah, that's but, not wrong. She I haven't say. asked her nicely. Yet. Right. <laughs> well, again, we just need to hope that she takes back up recreational Good drinking. Yeah. Good yeah. luck with that. If she takes back up recreational drinking, yeah. She, she did say if we're going to do the, the, the Porco one next week, she wants to be there. Yeah. Oh, she does? Yeah. 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 She was like, oh, I want to be there. I was like, oh, let's make this happen. Okay. So okay. maybe we'll do a mashup. I'll bring the cameras. Like, <laughs> you know what? We'll just uh, you know what? If anybody could do it, this guy. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, it is true. Oscar yeah. Could get it. yeah, he's a very, very good. Uh, he's a very good coercer. Yeah. Persuasion. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a very, very Plus good. At she's, that. It's such a good point of view because she's witnessed so much debauchery. Yeah. She has, <laughs> but she has a different angle. She on knows it. where all the skeletons. She yeah. knows where all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Boy, ain't yeah. that the fucking truth. Yeah, uh, she's unfireable, isn't she? She's well, yeah. <laughs> she's HR. Again, she is again, HR. You don't fire your HR director. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's not going to be James <laughs> taking care of his porn stash when he dies. <laughs> a flashlight? <laughs> it is, it is seriously. We have a family operation. This shop, as anybody who's yeah. been around here knows long enough, yeah. that there is the worst part about getting hired at this place would be being like, shit. Like, my own family isn't going to dig. When we hired Sparky, we hired Sparky because he has crossed lightsabers on his back, oh. right? He's covered in Jedi tattoos. You'd never know it. Right. He goes to church every Sunday. He's a menace, like a, a, he runs the youth program and everything else. Like when we met him, I just noticed a, a hint of Jedi on him. And I was like, 
you know, we're cool with tattoos. We're, we're cool with drug use. We're cool. Oh, so I got, he's like, yeah, I wasn't sure. Cause I got a bunch of tattoos and I was like, okay, great. And then he starts like, all of his tattoos are all star Wars inspired. And I was like, this is great, man. You're going to fit right in over here, man. This is cool. You want to work on motorcycles and you're a dork. Perfect. Bring it on. And he's like, yeah, I never worked on a scooter or anything, but I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. But he was like, he was literally the king of blush. He was the king of like, <laughs> like we do the shit we do around here. And we're going to be like, oh, we've corrupted the shit out of that guy. <laughs> like, he's horrible. He is like in the top two of people at my shop that say things that just you wouldn't expect it. And, and it's because it's like the thing. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I, I get yelled at at home. I get yelled at at church. I get, cause the things that come out of my mouth and I'm like, well, yeah, cause you spent 40 fucking hours a week here with us. Yeah. John knows it's a weird environment. It's, it's very much like, hey, you know, if you want to let your freak flag, freak flag fly a little bit, you can do that. Yeah. And now instead of hanging out with all you guys, he gets to hang out with Steve and shit. I always, I always find a new weird environment. Yeah. <laughs> after Cleveland Mona, after POC, he's always like, we can, up, we can turn up the weird on this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's about working with Steve. Yeah. 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 And, and at this point, John's like, if a UFO fucking landed in front of that place oh, tomorrow shit. and took Steve away, I oh, wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Well, it would be the moon because Steve told us that the moon is a spaceship. So oh, that's oh, where they're going to come right. from. It's totally fucking hollow, don't you? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so fake, man. The Nazis built it. It's yeah. the second foot of So wait, do we, do we have a joke now? Do we have a joke? Is there a joke? I got nothing. Oh, you we got no jokes? for you. Jeez. Oh, my Settle God. Down. Settle down. Job. Make one up. Oh, my one fucking job. God. I didn't get home tonight. Oh, that's right. He didn't. He went to he went to Porco for pre-gaming. Yeah, that Damn. that's uh, that's pretty good. I, I like that one. The uh, yeah. So disappointment. Yeah, nothing Again. in my pocket. Yeah, nothing <laughs> hidden. Right, nothing hidden. Yeah, yeah. There were thirty cows and twenty-eight chickens. How many were left? Oh, oh my god! I thought I mean, that was actually go? going somewhere. <laughs> it, it is, and it's a very stupid joke. I'm not even one. Oh my god! It's a play on. Oh yeah, there's not twenty-eight chickens. Twenty of the cows ate. Spoiler. So there's only ten left. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. 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 Yeah. You tried. What kind of bike does a comedian ride? A Yamaha. Oh, shit. All right. And on that note. Ah, fuck you all. I just put that in your brain. And you're going to remember that. That's going to stick. You're going to tell that to other people. Yeah. 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 That's yours. That's my gift to you. Fuck you. Ride fast and take chances. Bum, 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 bum,